All right, driver, make sure everything is where you want it. Reach up there and pull those belts tight one more time. Going green next time, bye. This is the Scrubbing Tires Podcast. Right. Hello, hello, everybody. Got the big wave going. Got the big wave. <laughs> this is uh, Jake Smith episode eighty nine. Hey, hey, yeah. Wow. I know. I I noticed that right as the pod, I was getting all everything all logged in, and I was like, oh, it's episode eighty nine. So I actually went and switched shirts. <laughs> yeah. That's we uh, we eighty nine already. We passed uh, Jordan and I's number many moons ago. Many moons yeah. ago. <laughs> A long time ago. We're still on season three, if that counts, right? There you go. True uh hello everybody uh i want to give a shout out to our first commenter there ray edwards um funny enough story before we get into intros here uh real quick going out for the second feature on saturday night and uh he comes up to the cart hey good luck tonight hey when's your podcast again 7 30 on tuesday and he literally sets an alarm on his phone he said i'm gonna be in mississippi so that's 8 30 right so yep and he sets an alarm right there so glad to see you on buddy uh there you go. cool to see that's uh funny. but yeah um get straight into it we obviously have a lot to talk about uh champions crown from a lot of different divisions and tracks this weekend uh i'll let jake and jordan speak on the uh, drama that happened there wasn't uh i would say too much drama on the dirt side of things that i'm aware of but uh anyway brandon hall here uh creator and host of the best podcast in the state of colorado and many other states in my opinion uh and driver of the 3bh uh outlaw cart so i'll pass to this guy I get my pen to work my you left go. your right nice i was all confused when i, know. I was i don't know why this was sitting here from work and i know i'm gonna fidget with it all night so i just need this when, when i when i did it a couple weeks ago when you were gone i got all backwards because i was on that side and yeah yep. anyway uh, what's up everybody jake smith driver the 89 gam uh co-beer drinker of this podcast of the outlaw so i always got the outlaw down here but a little too many this weekend so I got to rehydrate myself. I didn't have enough. You didn't have enough? No. There were some other things that uh, were drank this weekend that uh, <laughs> some other drivers, hopefully, that are watching. I know there's maybe two on here, but that was drank. So I was like, I need to kind of let the liver, you know, rest a little bit. So, but yeah, anyway. I, I had to drive the car home. So it was like, ah, can't, I know. you know, I can't do that. <laughs> oh, I'm indulging. On the podcast here, we're we're celebrating tonight. Oh, wow, dang! Yeah. During commercial break, go get me one then. Hell yeah, let's do it. Uh, I'm Jordan Smith, driver of the 13S game. Um, uh, like he said, co beer beer drinker here on this peer podcast. Like I said, we're gonna do a little bit of celebrating tonight. It was an enjoyable uh, enjoyable weekend. It definitely went. The way how we hoped it would as far as like bring cars home in one piece yeah so that was that was the big thing for us and it, it was awesome plus like brandon said there's a little bit of uh some drama that we're gonna go over so buckle up folks let's have some fun and talk yeah. this shit over <laughs> absolutely i uh broke some things myself but we were we'll get into that but uh yeah yeah, uh, so um, wanted to, uh, as we always do, start off uh, with uh, Frank's Radio Service, Frank's Radio Service Colorado, as uh, many of you just saw there, uh, Brian will be uh, in town, uh, CNS for the race, uh, 
uh, Daryl will be traveling. So again, if you guys need anything, uh, but before we play their uh, ad, um, did want to uh, kind of just say the condolences. Uh, many of the NASCAR fans saw that uh, I just learned this, that Sherry Pollux and Martin Truex Jr. actually split up. I didn't know that, but regardless, uh, she lost her battle to ovarian cancer. Um, very sad to see that. Uh, I think it was late Sunday afternoon, uh, Sunday evening. So uh, never like to hear any of the racing community, wives, crew members, family, whatever it is, uh, you know, obviously lose their lives and lose their lives uh, battling, you know, for as many years as she did. So I uh, just want to throw that out there, but uh, not to bring the mood down or anything. But uh, yeah, we appreciate uh, Frank's radio service uh, winding down. Uh, what do you guys got? Two, three, three left? Uh, yeah, well, technically, yeah, there's weekends. only three uh, weekends left. Three weekends. Okay. Plus the so, enduro race, but that's yeah. not until later on, but right. Yeah. Yep. So, um, if you guys need those, uh, late season, you know, equipment stuff goes out, receivers break, get ran over. Well, Go I got to comment on that. Cause what happened? we, we, or I specifically had some issues this weekend with, uh, radio uh i was getting a lot of static and even with me communicating back to my spotter and my dad you know mike hunter uh and my dad uh could not figure out what it was we changed the radio as i even got new earbuds and didn't understand and we uh had daryl come over since he was at the track check our stuff out he even called brian to get a second opinion of what's going on so <laughs> apparently with having my my button semi close to the uh tachometer that was creating mm. some interference from the electrical current into the tack and was causing electrical interference with all of my communications. So we moved all of the wires over to the left side and I had to have the butt push button on the left side, which that made me feel all awkward when I had yeah. to uh, queue up, which I don't queue up a whole lot, but it instantly cleared everything. So there you it's go. very the, thankful uh, to have Daryl there and, and Brian on the speed dial. So thank you. Guys. The flux capacitor was going out in the 89. Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it is those examples right there to have the knowledge there right here in Colorado. You don't have to call mm -hmm. somebody or go on some chat thing with some robot on the online as some sites do. But yes, uh, give them a call. Um, and uh, if you're, like I said, last week, I think looking for 2024 plans, got it in the budget. Upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, without further ado, we'll uh, play their ad and then we'll lead off with some of the NASCAR stuff uh, from this weekend, all top three series, and then we'll get into the dirt side and the CNS side. So here we go. That'll get you pumped up for some racing, right? If you or your team are missing the vital in-race communications that you have been longing for, or your radios sound like something from the 1960s, it's time you give our presenting partner, Frank's Radio Service, a call. They offer radio and headset sales along with all of the accessories you will need to take that extra step to winning more races. The team at Frank's goes the extra lap to program your radios as well, so you can focus on racing and spotting. Give your local Colorado dealers, Brian or Daryl, a call at 719-761-1413 or 720-545-5249 now to get started. Traveling out of town for a race? No problem. Franks has you covered from the West Coast to the Midwest. 
Also check them out at www.franksradio.com and on Facebook, Franks Radio Service Colorado. Don't forget to tell them the Scrub and Tires podcast sent you. Please do. Mm-hmm. So we all three get a bonus if you mention it. <laughs> I got my bonus payout this weekend. <laughs> there you go. Maybe he'll give me a, a, a AAA battery for the race receiver. There you go. <laughs> All right, uh, into the uh, one of my favorite weekends um, in the NASCAR Cup Series side. Bristol, not the dirt, obviously announced that they're not bringing that back. Good news, I think. Um, but regardless, the the schedule, um, obviously, with the Cup Series being Saturday night, obviously pushed back the other two series. So you had the trucks running on Thursday, Xfinity Friday, and so on. Uh, so I'll leave us off uh, with the truck series. It was the University of Northern Ohio, or the UNO 200, presented Presented by Ohio Logistics at Bristol. I give George shit. I can't even pronounce the damn title of it. <laughs> this was their first uh, race of the round of eight. So they're already obviously a little ahead of the other two series just due to them not racing every week. Uh, but regardless, um, I didn't watch it. Obviously, I was just kind of zoned out getting ready for the long weekend. But uh, looking at the recap, the notes um, looks like Chris, Christian Eckes was going to repeat himself uh, from the Kansas race. Um, qualified first, one stage one, one stage two. I mean, just an absolute dominant performance at Bristol. Um, and then lo and behold, behold um, Corey Heim, who's also had a, by all accounts, pretty darn good season, uh, two wins coming into uh, this race, uh, which in the truck series, that's, that's pretty, I mean, hell in the cup series, two wins is good at this point. But uh, anyway, he catches him um, just due to different things uh, throughout the race, catches him with about, eight to seven laps to go um, and passes him and leads the last six laps and then goes on to the win the race. But the, I guess we'll call it the drama there was his teammate, uh, Tanner Gray, who was three laps down. We've talked about this on the podcast. I think it was uh, last season where Kurt Busch did the same thing um, for, I, I can't remember if it was Kurt that won or vice versa, but anyway, his teammate who was three laps down, uh, Christian Eckes was catching him and Tanner Grace slowed up on purpose, kind of got in Christian's way. Corey Hine was able to get under Christian Eckes and go on to win the race. Whether you agree with that or not, um, if teammates should be allowed to do that, I think it's part of racing in my opinion. And that's just sometimes how the cookie crumbles. But regardless, there was kind of some late race drama there. Uh, nothing other than, you know, some comments in the post-race interview about uh, from Christian Eckes anyway on that. So, yeah, uh, Corey Heim will be your first truck officially to advance to the round of four uh, in the Craftsman Truck Series. Their next one is in Talladega in a couple weeks, so that'll be a hell of a show. Uh, But I think the biggest uh, news coming out of the Truck Series um, all weekend long, other than Corey Heim advancing to the round of four, two things. Uh, Zane Smith, we've kind of had this brewing for a little while now. If you follow the Truck Series, where is he going in 2024? Is he going to stay in the Truck Series? Is he going to go back to the Xfinity's series? Uh, but no, he's actually going to go all the way to the top. Uh, he's ran a couple one-off races uh, for Front Row Motorsports this year in the 34 or 36 car. I can't remember. Uh, or maybe it was last year. Uh, but regardless, he is going to uh, uh, Spire Motorsports, so Corey LaJoy's team. And they have a new uh, alliance with Trackhouse Racing that they also announced with Chevy. Um, so he's going to the Cup Series, and he will be part of that new kind of Trackhouse Spire uh, fusion, if you will. Obviously, they they signed SVG as well, 
so big things coming out of the track house stable. And then the other uh, sad news is uh, Jake's favorite guy, Matt Dippin Dots. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, will not be uh, finishing the season out um, oh, this year or next year in the Rackley Roofing uh, WAR racing team after finishing 10th. Um, obviously, I know he's not had the best season. Um, a 10th place finish is not enough, I guess, at this point for him. So that sucks. He's kind of, you know, bounced around throughout his whole career. Um, I think he's a great guy. He's obviously a great driver, um, but they just wanted to go a different way. So we'll see who fills that spot. And uh, lastly, before I pass to Jake, uh, Carson Quapple made his truck series debut. Uh, obviously, the JRM late model stock driver that's just killing it in the cars tour mm-hmm. uh and finished 11th so uh hats off to him and, yeah so i think that might be a little uh foreshadowing to his bright future mm-hmm. young future so uh really good good run for him but uh yeah um looks like it was a great race uh didn't really like i said didn't delve into it obviously had a lot going on but uh i did watch the the friday night race but i'll let uh i'll let jake take it from here yeah, probably one of the only races I probably watched in the Xfinity yeah. series. You picked a good one. I did pick a good one, and the only that was the only reason why we watched it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the only reason we watched it is because our our man Dale Jr. was in the race. So I mean, d- damn near won the damn thing. I know. Uh, He's kicking point, ass, man. God, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, well, it was funny because he was talking pre-race with uh, old Jeff Burton about you know having to go out and qualify first and he's got to qualify in and he's all nervous and this and that. And he went out and threw threw down a hell of oh, a yeah. lap and was like, dude, you, he still got it. You still got it, man. And he proved it even during the race. Like he went mm-hmm. from what, I think he started, uh, let me go back down. Hold on. Sixth or eighth. He I want to say 15th. Oh, okay. Yep, 15th. And I mean, probably by what lap, like, I think it was like 80. He was already in the top 10 and he was like worried about trying to just finish in the top 15. And then all of a sudden, like midway through the race, leading leading the race and he's kicking the crap out of everybody. It was like, I think after one restart, he was, he had like a full second lead after like six laps. It was like, yeah, worried about making the race. Give me a break there, old man. That is like cool (laughs) how much like passion he still has that he still Mm -hmm. gets that nervous for Mm -hmm. something that he's done for, 25 years you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it should just be clockwork and he still gets yeah. like that's cool i think it's because uh, you, you know you don't do it as often yeah and, exactly you know what i mean you, he you talks about wonder if too. you just don't want to get in the way yeah more or less <laughs> yeah but yeah go out and like totally wax the field halfway through the race you're just yeah. like okay <laughs> yeah. yeah have you missed a race or what yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but friday night they had the food city 300 at bristol uh I mean, a heck of a race, I thought. Uh, it kind of looked like that uh, track claw that they put down on the track was working early with new tires, and then just slowly, as the race progressed, you know, tires start to wear off. They start doing the high line to mm-hmm. get that momentum. So uh, it was, by the end of the race, you know, a lot of cars just spread out all over the track, which, you know, makes it hectic for the leader to try and make his way through lap traffic. But uh, I thought the best part of the race there was, yeah, right in the middle of it when, when junior was was leading it and uh just seemed like he was dominating it was like oh it's, this is gonna be a top five and then by let's see it says lap 271 yeah I, I don't know exactly what happened i don't know if there was anything posted exactly how his car caught on fire but somehow something started on fire got into the cockpit 
and actually was burning his ankle. And if anybody watched the any of the videos or anything, it it burnt a hole. I mean, it didn't go all the way through, but it burnt a hole in his fire suit. And it's like that's kind of scary. So yeah. uh, I did I did see, and he knew uh, he was going to have to give up his suit to NASCAR, which they did already. They confiscated it to evaluate it to see how well it held up, and you know they do all their little analyses and statistics in it so uh, i did see in his post race that he was going to give up the suit he was going to sign it and put it in that uh foundation auction he's got going on yep. right now so i'm sure that's going to bring a pretty penny to that foundation oh yeah yeah i don't know if i buy a stinky sweaty i don't know oh hell dude i've always said me and jordan have always said we like going to the last game of the year for the apps just to, in the that's hopes true. to win the jerseys off the players back sweaty or not heck that's authentic man Anyway, yeah, I mean, I guess if it was in one of those like frame things, you know, like jerseys and well, stuff. Well, I might like, try it on. <laughs> I, I will say, literally, Junior, Junior and I are the same height. Like when I met him, he's. Yeah, so that would work. It might not be you, height, Jake, but the height-wise, well, he's actually pretty skinny too. So I don't know yeah. if I'd be able to fit in it for sure, especially my feet. But anyway, so, he's sleeping this summer. <laughs> it's my pajamas. It's, it's my fucking nighty blanket now. <laughs> my onesie when i go to bed uh, can you tell we like dale jr around yeah you? <laughs> you should see my wall uh but anyway <laughs> um after that the race kind of calmed down uh early in the race the three gr jrm cars other than all got into each other and basically wrecked themselves out looked like uh josh berry got a flat and just collected his teammates and not much yeah. about that but you know it's racing um after that, it just kind of spread out. There were some good battles here and there. Um, Justin Allgaier was your winner, so that was kind of cool. I know he's been really wanting to try and win this race and has had plenty of opportunities, especially last year. He had that close close finish where thought he may have had it, but uh, ended up not. But he led 110 laps, and I think he led probably, what, the last, like, 60-something laps? Yeah. And, uh, and took home the win. And I thought that was a cool moment where Junior – you know, thought he could win the race, but didn't. So then he got to go up into victory lane anyway and sat on Allgaier's car and got up there. And then uh, another cool moment where they announced that he's going to sign on for another year with Junior Motorsports for next year. So uh, cool. I, th I thought the whole race was pretty cool, you know, with Junior being in it, leading it, and then, you know, with Allgaier winning it and announcing all of that. And uh, just a cool night, I think, of racing at Bristol for the Xfinity cars and, and had put on a pretty hell of a good race too. So uh, yeah, Justin Allgaier, your winner. Daniel Hemrick, John Hunter Nemechek, Cole Custer, and Chandler Smith were your top five. So um, I don't think there's anything else really newsworthy um, other than, yeah, they're not going to dirt next year, which I kind of, you know, I'm for, but not, you know, at the same time, I, I want to see them do another dirt race yeah. the, uh, with NASCAR. I think that's... Eldora. They need to go back to Eldora. Yeah, they need to go to Eldora. Yeah. Or so, Knoxville, yeah, one or the other. Yeah, That's one of those. Go to a true dirt track place. Yeah, and I, and I can see why they don't want to go back to Bristol. I'm sure it's a lot of money and a oh, lot man. of time and a lot of not only prepping but then teardown. That's a lot. So hey, well as we learned with uh, having Brian Cross on here many moons ago, that uh, dirt farmer that that supplies that dirt, he's missing out on a lot of, a lot of money next year. This so is, this hopefully. is very true. So hopefully, maybe wherever they go next year, if they go somewhere, that he's. The provider of the dirt there you go kind of sounds weird but <laughs> daytona baby let's go yeah daytona dirt yeah sure <laughs> but anyway george take over a uh, cup series all right um 
So this was the Bass Pro Shops. Uh, what was it? Timeout. I got night a, race. Got, night race. What happened to the NRA? What I mean, did they just? I, I don't know. They, I don't know. Bass Pro Shops NRA night. Yeah, race. Bass Pro Shops night race at Bristol. Doesn't even give you how many laps or nothing. It just says that's literally was it. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Anyways, <laughs> um, so. Early on in the race, looked like it was going to be Christopher Bell was going to be the one to beat. He led 187 laps of this race. Three straight poles, too. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, three straight poles. Won the first two stages of the race, too. Um, and Ty Gibbs, he he led 100 laps. Um, uh, and surprise was Corey LaJoy. Mm -hmm. He ended up leading 48 laps of the race as well. So it, it, it was no kind way. of a – yeah, it was kind of a surprising – I mean, Christopher Bell has done really well all year, but as of late, he hasn't been, you know, when it comes to finishes and stuff, he hasn't, you know, been itching at that top five position or, you know, itching for the lead, I should say. So it was good for him to get up there and lead some laps and, you know, and, and see him running up front a little bit. I like Chris, Christopher Bell a lot. I think he's a damn good race car driver. But um, let's see. There was a, you know, this was, Playoff implications race. It was the last one to move on, so there was a lot of uh, a lot of pressure on a lot of different guys. Uh, Joey Logano, all the guys in the bottom half. Uh, he was my pick, obviously, to move on and win the win the championship again. And uh, lo and behold, he did not make it out because he ended up getting to a wreck. So um, he's got to chug a beer for that. Yeah, I definitely. Well, <laughs> I got a few, so we're good. Um, <laughs> But it, it, it was uh, you, you had Chris Buescher running up front. Ty Gibbs, like I said, uh, Michael McDowell was running up in the top 10. Um, Brad Keselowski, you know, running well in the number six car, who's been on the struggle bus since he's been there. Um, but then, of course, there's Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin, who ended up Denny Hamlin ended up leading 142 laps of the race and ended up, you know, waxing the field. It was kind of funny. The uh, afterwards, they did his little interview and. People are, you know, nobody likes Denny Hamlin for the most yeah. part. And they're booing Just him. And they stuff. Uh, threw a cucumber with a condom <laughs> on <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Who, uh, who brings Absolutely. that story? Well, I mean. Somebody well, that doesn't like Denny Hamlin, apparently. I get well, I, somebody was ready for that instance to just make a fool. It was either going to be him or they were, you know, somebody they didn't like. But luckily it was Denny Hamlin. But afterwards, yeah, he gets on the horn and he goes, I just beat your favorite driver. And they go, who? And he goes, all of them. All of them. I, I, I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, yeah, that is. I thought it was pretty funny. But uh, yeah. I mean, everybody's favorite driver. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's good. That's good for the sport. Yeah, yeah I, he's he's just one of those guys. You'd love to hate him. He's, he's a new good at what he does, but he's you just don't like the dude. So anyways, faces. yeah, he's got a very punchable face. Yeah, that's who he is. I just got a punchable face. Right there in his kisser. Oh, man. But, uh, but yeah, when it comes to uh, playoff standings, let's see uh, the guys who ended up making it through to the uh, next round, if my computer will load here. Uh, cause I know that, like I said, Joey Logano didn't make it, uh, Kevin Harvick didn't make it. Um, uh, 
who else did not make it? Uh, McDowell. Michael McDowell did not make it. And who was the other one? Harvick, Logano, um, Stenhouse, and McDowell. Stenhouse. Stenhouse was not the one. So Bubba Wallace moved on. Woo, barely. Really round of 12. Yeah. Was, I was really surprised yeah. about. Um, but you yeah. know what? If He got lucky because Logano wrecked out. True. Well, I mean, got wrecked, a lot of people yeah. like got, a lot got of people wrecked. got yeah. wrecked out of that it's one. Still, so yeah. he's like, "Oh, I made it." Yeah, luckily. You know, and I, yeah. speaking of wrecking, I, I just hate it because I love Corey LaJoy, but you know, he got his opportunity in a really fast car when Chase, you know, uh, stepped on his foot at Charlotte. But he, it just seems like when he's in those moments, he tries so hard and too hard. And he just makes mistakes every single time, you know, and Atlanta two years ago when he went for the win and chase kind of wrecked him, obviously mm -hmm. not his fault, but, you know, qualifying for that race where he was in the number nine car, just stepped mm -hmm. on his foot again. And then he got, get on the, got on the apron there at Bristol while leading it. And I'm like, man, you just settled down a little bit. Mm -hmm. So William Byron, uh, Martin Trex Jr., Danny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, Chris Busher, Kyle Bush, Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick, Ross Chastain, Brad Keselowski, Ryan Blaney, and Bubba Wallace were are now your uh, twelve drivers remaining for the uh, Nextel Nextel Cup. <laughs> Next Next Cup. They're going way back with that one wow. uh, for the Piston Cup, boys. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to call it that, the Piston Cup. They're going the for the Piston Cup. cup. There we go. Uh, Mon yeah, me, me and Jake, are we're, we're still in it. So <laughs> The Monster uh, Energy Piston is Cup. Piston is Cup, yeah. Is cup. <laughs> so, anywho. Um, but there you go. There's your uh, NASCAR rundown for the weekend. <laughs> yes, and they're on to Tejas this weekend, except yes. for the trucks. So, um, mm, hoping it's not a snooze fest with that new – repave reconfiguration of texas uh, not a huge fan but i do love the xfinity series they put on great races it seems like other than the the cup the, but the cup series are so hit or miss it's like yeah. you never know mm -hmm. so we'll see uh but yeah that was the uh nascar uh weekend rundown um speaking of national series um obviously we're a huge proponent of iRacing on this podcast uh, if you all saw iRacing broke the news today that they are bringing the SRX car into the game. So mm -hmm. that'll be, uh, that'll be awesome. coming. Yeah, I think it's coming in 2024. Uh, but yeah, that'll be cool to hop in one of those virtually and see what that's about. And um, yeah, test those things out. So good job iRacing and Dell Jr. and whoever else uh, tweeted. Do, do they call them tweets now that Twitter's changed to X? Or what do they call I don't them? know. I call them tweets. But I don't, okay. I don't know that the, the correct tarts. terminology. We'll call them sweet tarts. <laughs> yeah. Something. Yeah. Anyway, a lot of people tweeted that they wanted it and I racing listened. So there we go. Uh, all right. Now into the local scene this week, we'll start out with the uh, dirt uh, tracks. We only had two uh, run this week. So we'll go through the whole list of uh, heat winners, feature winners, and then the champions in the um, classes that ended their uh, championships this weekend um el paso county was not one of the uh tracks that ran uh their uh last race is uh this saturday the 23rd the 10th annual fall brawl championship night with the late models the acs sprint cars lightning sprints now 600s one-on-one -on -one circle drags stock cars sport mods hobby stocks compacts and mini mods so basically everything that we had at uh, honor speedway on saturday will uh, turn around and be at el paso county 
the sister track, Phillips County, uh, they will race one day uh, earlier on Friday, the September 22nd, the IMCA championship night, also with the late models. So if you're a late model driver, great weekend on, uh, on deck for you all drivers. And also featuring the modified stock cars, sport mods, hobby stocks, compacts, so a lot of double duty uh, this weekend. So uh, hope that everyone's cars stay together and hold on for one more weekend. Uh, but we'll go into I-76 Speedway. Uh, they did race this uh, weekend. It was their uh, final race for the championship points uh, anyway, uh, featuring all the IMCA classes, the 270 Micros, Dwarfs, and the Rocky Mountain Midgets. So with that, we'll go through their uh, winners, and then we'll announce the uh, championship uh, winners um, of 2023. So beginning with uh, the 270 Winged Micros, uh, they had a ton uh, show up. Looks like 16 of them. Um, so they broke that down into, oh, just two, two heat races. So heat race number one winner was the zero of Skylar Granger from Longmont, uh, Colorado, that is. And then heat race number two went to the 45 of Robert Swanson from Alt, Colorado. And in your feature, it looks like you had two DNFs, um, unfortunately, there. Uh, third place went to the 57C of Chris Hooten from Kansas City, Missouri. Second place was the 45 of Robert Swanson. Uh, and then uh, your winner was the zero of Skylar Granger. Uh, so your heat race number one winner and number two winner uh, finished one, two in the uh, feature for the 270 wing micros. And into your mini mods, they had quite a bit show up. Uh, looks like 14 of those. Uh, they broke it down into uh, two heat races, but only heat race number two results are posted on uh, my race pass. So apologies. Heat race number two, though, went to the 74 of Silas Beicher from Denver. And into your feature for the mini mods, third place went to the 120 of Blake Huff from Eaton. Second place, the seven of Kane Iker from Fort Morgan. And your heat race number two winner also took the feature win in the mini mods, the 74 of Silas Speicher. So great job, Silas. Into the uh, carts, uh, which was not posted on the uh, lineup originally, but they did run. Uh, didn't have a great car count. And it looks like uh, it was the Lechman, Leachman uh, kind of uh, reunion, if you will. Uh, in the heat, uh, Ryan Lechman. Is it Leachman or Lechman? I know I've asked this before. I, I don't know. I apologize. If anybody we'll knows, just, let us know. We'll go with Lechman. We're going there's with, no, yeah. there's, it's L-E-C-H. So yeah. we'll go with Lechman. Oh, Ryan Lechman was your winner, followed by Mark, followed by Mike repeat that for the feature. So congratulations, Ryan, and that number two, and that family is from Sterling. In the dwarf cars, uh, you had 11 of those show up, so a really good car count there. Broke it down into two heat races. Heat race number one went to the 75R of Xander Morrison from Frederick. Heat number two went to the 89R of Dale Welch, excuse me, from Greeley. And in your feature, third place went to the 27AZ of Rusty DeGroat from Loveland. Second place went to the 75R of Xander Morrison. And first place in the Dwarfs feature was the 88R of Keith Welch from Greeley. So congratulations, Mr. Welch. Into the IMCA Modifieds, quite a big uh, turnout for them. 14 showed up, broke it down into two heat races. Uh, heat race number one went to the 17J of Jeremy Freiner. Said his name a lot here this season uh, from Fort Morgan. Heat race number two went to the 69 of Jim Beeman from Fort Morgan. And in your feature, third place went to the 72 of Max Quint from Atwood, which I have no idea where that is. 69 of Jim Beeman uh, finished second, and 17J of Jeremy Freiner uh, was your IMCA modified feature winner of the evening. 
into the IMCA Northern Sport Mods. They also had a great car count. Uh, 16 showed up. Heat race uh, number one went to uh, the 100 of Jorge Garcia from Denver. Heat race number two went to the 01S of Hunter Smith from Fort Morgan. And in your feature, uh, third place went to the 180 of Ryan Moser from Inglewood. Second place, the 100 of Jorge Garcia and the 01S of Hunter Smith taking home the IMCA Northern Sport Mod feature win at I-76. Down to the stock cars, uh, really good car counts, obviously, on championship night, but 13 of those showed up. Uh, excuse me, uh, 17 of those showed up. Uh, broke that down into two heat races. Uh, heat race number one went to the 19B of Bill Brack from Meade, Colorado. Heat race number two went to the 5R of Austin Rhodes from Wheat Ridge, Colorado. And in your feature, third place went to the 5R of Austin Rhodes. Uh, 6J of DJ Banks from Brush finished second and pulling double duty. Uh, the 17J of Jeremy Freiner from Fort Morgan uh, won your IMCA stock car feature as well. Uh, down to the hobby stocks, eight showed up, broke it down into one heat race, and that went to the 8A of Alicia Hilzer from Fort Morgan. And in your feature for those hobby stocks, uh, third place went to the 23 of Kenny Adkins from Evans. Uh, the 8B of Brandon Hilzer from Fort Morgan finished second. And sweeping the weekend for the hobby stocks was the 8A of Alicia Hilzer from Fort Morgan. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Chris Cox. Frey near. My apologies uh, on that one. Uh, into the Thunderstocks, they had six show up. Uh, the heat race went to the 7X of Wesley Foster from Haxton, Colorado. Again, have no idea where that is. Uh, learning geography here on the Scrub and Tires podcast. Uh, in their feature, third place went to the 6J of Phoenix Cabral from Brush. Uh, second place was your heat race winner, the 7X of Wesley Foster. And the 18C of Jared Trout from Thornton was your Thunderstock feature winner. In the IMCA Sport Compacts, they had three show up, and the 13T of Christopher Terrell from Greeley was your winner. And in third place in the feature, the two of Vincent Geisig from El Ellicott, Colorado, and the 6T9 of Anthony Simmons from Kearney, Nebraska, finished second. And sweeping the weekend and the Sport Compacts as well was the 13T of Christopher Terrell finishing first. They also had the uh, low, low crazy uh, midgets there, which is cool to see. Um, and eight showed up, so it was a pretty good car count for not running those, uh, you know, every week or even once a month. Uh, they broke it down into two heat races. Heat race number one went to the 61 of Chris Shield from Aurora. Heat race number two went to the 4T of AJ Vallum from Monument, Colorado. And in your feature, third place was the 61 of Chris Shield. Uh, second place was the 16H of Kobe Pierce from Golden. And your winner. Uh, in the midgets feature was also heat race number two winner, AJ Vallum from Monument. So congratulations. Now into the big boys, the dirt late models. They had eight show up. They broke it down into one heat race and that went to the track owner, the 21 of Joe Bellum from Broomfield. And in the feature, uh, third place was the 65 of Greg Sharp from Commerce City, Colorado. Second place was the 12Y of Kelly Yetterman from Rocky Ford and get out the brooms again. 21 of Joe Bellum uh, swept the uh, the night in the Dirt Late Models, winning the feature. And that was all of the uh, winners, heat race winners and feature winners from the evening. And again, as I said, they um, Melody wants to know what you're looking at, Jake. Uh, looking I'm, at? I'm, I'm getting all my stuff prepared for... Yes, uh, he's prepping. The C I'm prepping for the CNS recaps. All right, so I'll go through um, and just announce the uh, 2023 check track champions from i-76 and a big round of applause for all of you drivers 
um, and no offense if we don't list your name in second, third, fourth, fifth, and so on place. Uh, trying to limit the show to two hours, so I'm going to get on with my bad self. Uh, in the mini mods, your 2023 champion, the 74 of Silas Spicher from Denver, Colorado, had a 18-point lead over second place. Uh, in the IMSA Modifieds, the uh, 69 of Jim Beeman from Fort Morgan was your uh, champion in 2023. Five points to the good from STP alumni Brian Cross. So, so close, Brian. Um, in your IMCA Northern Sport Mods, it was the 01S of Hunter Smith uh, with a one-point uh, differential from second place. So, really tight battle there. Uh, IMCA Stock Car, uh, the... Uh, champion was the 6J of DJ Banks, uh, two points to the good over second place. In the hobby stocks, uh, the 8A of Alicia Hilzer. Uh, not sure exactly how they're going to determine this one um, because Alicia Hilzer and Braden Hilzer finished both at 291. So I don't know if they flipped a coin. I haven't seen any announcements on I-76's uh, page. So TBD on the hobby stocks champion, I guess. Uh, Thunderstocks, uh, the champion was the 73 of Noah Speicher, uh, eight points to the good over second place into the, uh, sport compacts, uh, the 13T of Christopher Terrell was your 2023 champion from Greeley with 128 point gap. So, uh, I think, uh, Christopher had that one in the bag and I believe that is all the, uh, IMCA anyway, sanctioned point champions. I will go out on a limb and say that, uh, Mr. Ryan Leckman won the uh, karting championship. I think he swept the whole year on wins. So yeah. congratulations, Ryan. Uh, but yeah, it's not posted, obviously, uh, not IMCA points technically. So uh, with that, congratulations to all the champions at I-76 Speedway, as I just uh, rattled through a lot of close points championships. I think mm. all but one that I just rattled off was within five to 10 points. So well, I need a, uh, I need a drink because I feel like I just gave birth. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I missed that one. What happened? Because you were just you were you're going through all the different ones and it felt like you couldn't take a breath. Oh, so it was just like okay. you felt like you just gave birth. Well, you know, I don't wanna I don't want to take up too much time here. Uh anyway, uh, well, on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> definitely never claimed to be the smartest guy, the brightest crayon in the box. Not the sharpest one either. Yes. Uh yeah. Um, their next race is obviously not a points race. Going to be Friday the 29th and the uh, 30th, Friday, Saturday show. Um, basically all the IMCA classes, some open wheel stuff, um, obviously non-points. So if you got one of those uh, IMCA cars or an open wheel car and you want to still you know, go out there and race, uh, 29th and 30th for I-76. Now into the last Speedway uh, that ran this past weekend. Uh, Honor Speedway uh, is supposed to be a doubleheader. Uh, on Friday and 16th, uh, the 16th, which was Saturday, uh, the championship night for all IMCA classes uh, was Friday. Obviously, as many of you saw, the weather uh, took uh, took the, those wins. Kind of a lot of confusion there um, going back and forth with the track um, after they decided to call the race. They announced all the IMCA champions uh, via Facebook Live um, and then kind of erased that and said, just kidding, the uh, carts still have two points races uh, to run Saturday. Uh, so kind of a, hey, I won the championship and then just kidding, I didn't. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so 
Uh, all the champions of honor IMCA related were crowned on Friday night, even though they didn't run their last race. Unfortunately, they went back to the previous uh, points leaders uh, from a week ago. And so not much to talk about on Friday. Obviously, we'll get to the champions uh, winners there. Uh, Saturday, September 16th, though, was the Frank Patoker Classic, which was a makeup that got rained out earlier in the season uh, featuring the ACS sprint cars, the 600s, the lightning sprints. Uh, we did have one uh, badass sprint car show up for the Colorado Vintage Oval Racing um, Club. And then, uh, obviously, the aforementioned uh, Southern Colorado Carts. So with that, uh, we'll start off with the lowest um, series of the night, which was the uh, Southern Colorado 349cc Carts. And the heat race, um, it went to uh, the 44B of Brayson Siegel, and I believe he won all but one heat race uh, throughout the years. So congratulations, young man. Um, and then in the feature, the top three went uh, like this. The 89 of Skip Spruce finished second. The 7P of Keith Patton finished second. And the 44B of Brayson Siegel, uh, I think he, along with his heat race wins, I think he won all but one feature as well. Uh, so a hell of a season for that young man. Just stepped up into a 125cc outlaw cart, um, and he's having a blast in that. Actually raced him heads up uh three weeks ago had a lot of fun there um but he was your uh 2023 southern colorado carts 349 cc champion on the year and his second championship in a row for honor speedway so uh congratulations to him um and they have big plans um i know in 2025 um they're gonna go um kind of more big racing uh tracks in the midwest so uh he's got a lot of uh racing ahead of him a great crew behind him um moving on into the uh southern colorado carts 350 cc plus uh, unfortunately they had uh the junior sprints out there so we didn't uh have a full field uh so it was just the uh, 81 d double d of mary hyde and myself um heat race uh took that one and then in the feature uh two features uh both finished the same i took both uh features in that one and uh, almost didn't get to run the second one. As I said earlier, the uh, track, for whatever reason, with all the rain that we had, or they had uh, all week, uh, and all the cars, uh, all the classes that we had, just rut after rut after rut. And uh, with no suspension on the uh, outlaw carts, it really takes a toll Yeah, on the cart <laughs> and myself. And we broke uh, two, two exhaust mounts. And uh, the, uh, the one of the mufflers um, that Adam Hilton has so graciously repaired, I think, three times this year. So we got to put on the new one, and it about didn't last for the, the last feature. But it was uh, give her the beans, uh, all checkers or wreckers. So went out there and uh, got it done. And uh, with that, I was your uh, 350cc Honor Speedway champion. Thank you. Thank you. Congrats. Um, thank you. Um, in the aforementioned junior sprints, they had a couple of those show up. It was good to see those things are really cool for the youngsters. Um, in the feature, the 19J of JT Daniel took the win. Um, and in their uh, feature, actually, I'm, I'm sorry, they didn't post their heat results. Um, I'm not sure what, what happened on the website there, but the feature went to the 19J of JT Daniel. Um, for some reason, I... They, I didn't catch the heat race. They just posted the feature winners. I'm not sure if they just posted that because of points or, or what the deal was. But in the um, uh, Rocky Mountain Lightning Sprints, uh, the 24B, same thing with the heat. They didn't post that. But the 24B of Johnny Booze, which we've uh, named his name a lot on the podcast. He was your winner, followed by the 7 of Josh Flood and the 1 of Troy Ullery. 
in the dwarfs. Um, they didn't post their heats uh, the last time I checked either, but the three of Tip Holcomb was your winner, followed by the 17 of Keaton Shore, and uh, last week's winner, the 37 of Kelsey Edwards. So really good job there. I will say a lot of torn up dwarf cars. Hated to see that uh, sitting. Um, yeah, I was going to say, there you go, Ray, uh, post about the dwarfs. Uh, seen a lot of those coming back on the flatbed with uh, whole front ends missing and stuff like that. So they were definitely getting after it in their uh, their last race. Uh, let's see, end of the 600s, which was kind of the uh, main um, event of the evening, if you will. Uh, not main event of the evening, but $1,000 to win, put up by Larson's Automotive there in Pueblo. Uh, really cool to see, and uh, they really put on a hell of a show. Um, their heats, uh, last time I looked, was not were not posted either, but the 11C of Corey Kelly was your winner, followed by the 33 of Evan Harvey and the 12C of Chase Spicola. Um, not sure, maybe Ray could uh, elaborate on who this was. I know we were in staging, and uh, one of the uh, 600s went barrel rolling, kind of a scary mm -hmm. deal. Uh, everybody from the grandstands took off running, ambulance the whole nine yards. Thankfully, he was okay. I did see him walking back, not in ambulance, um, kind of waving at people, so that was good to see, but not sure who that was. Um, I've seen the the young man at the track before, but I, I can't put my finger on on who it is, but he is okay, which is really good. And they were getting after it um, enough to make, um, you know, the black greasy marks like on, you know, a typical dirt track. That's what yeah. our little track was, which was kind of fun to actually be able to move around and, you know, get in the greasy stuff or, you know, not. So they were, they were definitely getting after it. And then the uh, main event, the ACS sprint car feature, had uh, I think seven or eight of those uh, show up. Um, really cool to see. Um, got pelted with dirt, which is always fun from those uh, 360 uh, sprint cars. And the 75 of Nick Nichols was the winner there, followed by the 54 of Glenn Brace and the 3J of Joe Mellon. I know uh, we've talked about a lot about Bradley Cox here on the show, the young man. He was actually pulling double duty, and he did not have a, a great race uh, in general. Had a DNF in the sprint cars. I'm not. Uh, there you go. Chance Holstrom. Okay. Uh, Bradley Cox uh, had some issues. I'm not sure what happened, but I know his uh, both race cars kind of got tore up uh, throughout the night. So it's unfortunate to see. But with that, uh, the IMCA points champions of Honor Speedway start out with the lowest series. Obviously, I mentioned the, the carts, which are non-IMCA. Uh, the Warrior South uh, 2023 champion was the 84 of Joe Strazikar. Uh, the Steel City Minis, uh, I think this young man swept the whole uh, the, the season as well. All the heat wins, all the feature wins was the 43 of Wade Petty. So congratulations, Mr. Petty. The Sport Compacts champion of 2023 was the 19 of Tony Martinez. Hobby Stocks champion was the 83 of Clint Adams. Stock Car champion uh, was the 05 of Randy Ecker. And the Sport Mods champion was the 43 of Daniel Payne. So that is all of the posted champions from Honor Speedway and IMCA. So uh, I know a lot of a lot of the classes had a lot of rain out, so it was a difficult season. Um, didn't get to race as much as the schedule planned and you know allotted for, but that's just part of it. And with Colorado, you can't really be making up races in you know October, November, just with the weather and stuff like that. So. With that, uh, congratulations to the two um, dirt tracks that uh, crowned champions this uh, past weekend. We got two more, obviously, Phillips and El Paso, and we'll uh, you'll be the first to know here on the Scrubbing Tires podcast who uh, who took home the the hardware there. So, with that, as Jordan said, 
I'm going to, I guess, not be pregnant now, take a drink of water, <laughs> and we're going to hear from our good friends at the agency. Um, so if you need to buy, sell, or get the price of your home, now's a great time. Um, I think there's all good seasons are good seasons, but uh, mm -hmm. if you want to step up, maybe get a place with a nice cozy fire pit or fireplace in the home, uh, you know, for the winter, now's a chance. So give my wife a call of Paul Himmler's watching. Um, I think we're just going to roll on into season four with hearing my name uh, on the ad. So apologies there but regardless uh we'll do we'll play this and then uh jake and george will take it over for the cns weekend recap and i can't wait for this one okay here we go all right scrubbing tires podcast listeners and viewers if you or someone you know is looking to buy or sell a home or an investment property find out how much your current home is worth in the ever-changing housing market okay okay i got it let's go to the chase you want a bigger shop for that new race car you just got right well, let's get you in touch with one of the premier global real estate brokerages and new to the Denver and Colorado market, the agency. As I mentioned, the agency is a premier global real estate brokerage team having business in nine countries and counting, including 80 plus offices. What does that mean for you? You get the expertise of some of the most trusted, seasoned, and highest recruited real estate agents right here in your backyard to serve the Denver and Colorado regions. If you're ready to get started, give the Scrub and Tires podcast official real estate company and real estate agent, Mike Landhall, a call today at 719-480-3477 and experience for yourself the unmatched service you will receive from start to finish. Yes, we talked about spanking people if, if they don't give you unmatched service. Uh, did want to um, talk a little smack here to Kyle Shushow. Uh, asking if my trophy room is so full that I had to use the couch behind me. No, the uh, fine Colorado weather in the springtime flooded my man cave that away. So I moved into the living room down here, and uh, that's where they're they're, they're just chilling. So he just hasn't got yeah. that much needed shelf to add them to. Just yeah, I yet. build them. I mean, from the 2019 season. I mean, there's I should just start hiding them in random places throughout. I'd say just house. start hanging them from that giant rack in the background there. Oh, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're like Christmas uh, ornaments at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other rack right over there from last year. So we'll make find a, places. Make a Christmas tree, a racing Christmas tree out of it. Yeah, there you go. Put <laughs> one in the toilets when my wife opens the toilet. There's a trophy. Damn <laughs> <laughs> you got these things everywhere. Yeah. And uh, another comment. Thank you, Devin Cherry. Uh, also congratulated Jordan. Rookie of the year, but they'll get into that. We will, and we're going to do that right now. So uh, Saturday night, September 16th, was the Sunbelt Rentals Championship night and also the uh, Butch Snow 100. Um, you had the super late models, the Grand American Modifieds, the Pure Stocks, and then the Demo Cross were uh, running this last Saturday night. So we'll start off with the uh, with the Pure Stocks rundown, um, and I'll go ahead and I'll hand it off to Jake, actually. He, he was going to chat about that a little bit because he got to see some of that more than i did from where he was sitting up in the yeah. staging yeah um well first and foremost too we want to send out our condolences and prayers to the hunter family uh on thursday i do believe it was they found out that uh mr lynn hunter uncle of mike brother of larry uh unfortunately passed away so uh all our love prayers yes. and condolences to him um and the family uh it's kind of cool. They made some stickers over the weekend and uh, we ran them on our car. So hopefully they, a lot of the, mo all the mods, if not all the cars out there, if they made enough, uh, ran the sticker in memory of Lynn. So uh, again, condolences to the Hunter family on that. 
Um, but yeah, moving into the pure stocks, um, we had a little uh, laugh with Isaac uh, Almaswari before the race. Uh, he was carrying fuel or tires or something. I don't know what it was, but we were, he was waving and telling us good luck. And we we're like, hey, man, come over here. We're like, all right, this is what you're going to do tonight. <laughs> you're going to not spin it out. That's all we ask you to do. Just don't spin it out. Just, just ease on that throttle pedal and don't spin yourself out. He's like, oh, you know, I don't remember what he said. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think patience really... is a virtue. Yeah. He kind of like did one of those. That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so that, that was kind of funny to, to start the night. But um, as kind of Jordan alluded to, um, you know, what we talked about last week to end the show about patience and just bringing the cars home in one piece. I think other than one car that, unfortunately had a engine malfunction if i do if i do remember um all cars went home in one piece in the pure, in pure stocks, stocks. In the pure I, stocks. I believe so yeah I mean, from what i remember yeah, yeah even with an engine failure the car was still in complete condition is that the 78 of mr weeman no uh, he didn't he, he didn't make it out unfortunately, uh, unfortunately. He had a push rod uh yes. break or something in his motor and they couldn't yeah get a part to fix it in time. So he unfortunately did not make it get to make it. So Mr. Wee man, sorry about that, but racing, you know, it. Yep. so, but anyway, yes, all cars okay, went home. O'Reilly, right? Uh, I do believe so. So should call up his boss. So hey, yeah. bring some, bring some push rods. Yeah. Damn cheap Chinese thing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> exactly. So with it being championship night, we had uh, double features for both the Pure Stocks and Grand America Modified. So we'll go ahead and start off with the Pure Stocks feature one. Um, pretty good race. Uh, I think they only had about one caution in the first feature for mm -hmm. like a spin on or something. But other than that, it was pretty good uh, close racing and, and could have went green to checkered other than the one caution. And... Um, your winner of feature one was the 66 of Mike Maldonado, if I'm mm -hmm. saying that right, Junior. Uh, so I don't think he's made a whole lot of races, if not any races this year. No, so, he's made he's made quite a few, especially more recently. Um, yeah, and he's been running pretty well. He's yeah. got that dirt track style to him, like send yeah. it in there, ass out, just hammer down, boy, and just see if it sticks. Gear, gear to go straight. Yeah, so. that's that's yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's his style. <laughs> yeah so in the first feature uh he took home the first uh first place like i said isaac second ronald burnett third ben hendricks fourth and austin Rissage, your current points leader at that point uh in fifth place uh setting up for a nice little feature two um <clears throat> in the second feature uh kind of jumping the gun here uh Ended up like the first feature, the 66 of uh, Mike Maldonado Jr. took home the win. But as some people are commenting here, was, wasn't disqualified because disqualified means that you didn't finish. You finished last, basically. And he was docked five positions for having too large of a carb spacer, spacer, which yeah. I didn't even know that was a rule. And now I do. So he unfortunately did not win the second feature. Uh, so that ended up making the three of Ronald Burnett, uh, who is a rookie, uh, the feature winner for the second feature. Isaac came home in second, Austin Richards third, Ben Hendricks fourth, and uh, Rick Phillips in the 32 in fifth. And even in that race, uh, from what I could see, 
there was two cautions. I do believe one was for uh, Dylan in the 99 uh, losing the motor. And then I think there was a spin out or something like that and another caution. But I mean, the last probably eight or so laps, it was some close racing. I mean, other than yeah. Mike kind of getting out in the front, he, he didn't even really pull away. He there, everybody was fighting to uh, get up front and get that last season, you know, last race win. And there was a lot of close battles. There was a couple point, uh, a couple times the last couple laps that uh, I thought we would have a caution just because everybody was just right on top of each other and pushing it as hard as they could. You could see some of these cars going into turn one from where I could see it. I mean, they were pushing it hard and you just were like, okay, any second now there's going to be a caution. And to my uh, wrong belief, there was no caution. So a great race by the pure stocks. I think uh, the whole night, great battles all over the track and uh, put on a hell of a show, I think, to end the season for their series. I know they still have the pure stock, super stock combination race toward the end of the year, but uh in terms of from the races that we've seen from the pure stocks all year, I honestly think that was their best showing pretty much all year. Mm -hmm. It was just nonstop action all over the track, clean racing. I mean, you get bumps and nudges and yeah. here and there, and that's racing. <laughs> but in terms of on track no, entertainment, no door slamming, no like yeah. running up under people, like that yeah, kind of crap. Exactly. Yeah. That was that was a great showing for the pure stock. So uh, congratulations to everybody, the Pure Stocks. They put on a hell of a show. And your uh, champion for the Pure Stocks was the 8A of Mr. Austin Richards. So congratulations to Mr. Austin Richards. Hell of a year for you. Um, don't know what's in store for him in the next couple of years, but, you know, whatever he does. Cup racing. Piston Cup racing. Piston is cup. Uh, whatever the future holds, I know he's going to try his ass off and, and you know, race – race really yeah. well in whatever he races. So congratulations to Austin. Hell of a season. So indeed. Mm -hmm. All right. Shall we move on to the, uh, the mods? Shall. All shall. right. So, uh, first main event, uh, we both were able to qualify up into the top five. They did a pill draw. And I, I have to tell this story cause it was freaking <laughs> hilarious when we're doing the pill draw. So, uh, Jake gets up there to stick his hand in the bag and out of nowhere, Ed Vetrelli comes running up to him, six, six, like, like yelling in his face. Like, six. I'm like, Jesus, Ed, calm down. You're going to have a coronary just. <laughs> and so, yeah. And Jake, I think he ended up rolling a five or something like that. Five. So, you son of a bitch, you jinxed me. And I yeah, him jinxed him. And so Ed reaches in the bag and Jake's yelling at him, six, six. And he freaking rolls a one. And I'm like, really? How do you get this lucky? I was like, but, protest the pill drop. Yeah. <laughs> the pill They're weighted. <laughs> but uh, fantastic fun, first race um, all around. You know, I was I was a little nervous going into this one. Uh, I know you were too, just based off of what happened last year and, and how many wrecks and, and, and like what happened in the outlaw race, you know, the, when the outlaw figure eights were here earlier in the season, we were both a little bit nervous and weary and just like, yeah, just bring her home in one piece. But mm -hmm. I have to say that was the most fun race I've ever been a part of in my life was that first heat rate or the first main event race. Um, car was fantastic right from the get go. I started third right behind Ed and was able to get around uh, the two car and get behind him and, and just tried to put the pressure on that old man as much as I could. Um, I don't give a shit what anybody says. That old man is fast. 
I, I really don't care. You that don't man is he does not make it easy on you. Watching watching his lane and stuff, that dude, he could flat out drive. And and hats off to him at his age, honestly. Like at his age, he's still got it. And mm -hmm. and he he did one hell of a job. Um, I had pressure right about my bat rear end was from you and Kyle Clegg. Um, Fender got, I mean, shoot door, door's got a big old donut on it. Left rear quarter panel's got a nice little mark on it from Kyle Clegg. Right front's got a nice mark on it from when I tried to get under Ed. So there was just good hard racing. <laughs> like it was a lot of fun. Um, but it, Ed ended up winning the thing. I finished second. Uh, Kyle was third. Uh, you were fourth, correct? Right. And then I think it was uh, was it Forrest? I think we ended up fifth. Forrest or CJ? I can't remember. Oh, it was CJ. It was CJ. Yeah. It was CJ who finished fifth on that one. That's right. Okay. I can take a look. So, um, but yeah, that was that was awesome to be a part of. It was so much fun. It was it was just it was it was good clean racing. Like there was no you know nobody was dumping each other. I did get when Kyle got underneath my quarter panel. I got me a little sideways, but I ended up saving it and just kept going so um for the so after well, that after that race what well, go ahead on. i was to say we had a little bit of a small drama after that race pulling off the track uh kyle was going down pit lane and i, I he said the car shut off and it was backfiring when he was trying to start but it, he had oh, a yeah. flame ball underneath that car i've ever seen come out of a modified i seriously thought he was on fire i was I'm freaking yelling. out for him i'm like uh you're, i'm like on the radio i'm like kyle's on fire kyle's on fire oh like, yeah it was crazy well yeah we get down to to tech and he's like thinking everybody's yelling at him like he did something wrong and was like no your ass is on fire dude like get out of the car yeah <laughs> i'm i'm pointing at everybody like he's gonna on fire yeah so but yeah i come to find out it just was build up and whatnot but uh but yeah went into tech and um unfortunately mr vetrelli was just a little bit too wide i mean and it mm -hmm. was i don't care what anybody says everybody's gonna speculate some people you know all all of us were standing right there it was like a quarter inch it less than a quarter inch like i couldn't you couldn't really tell but again the rule was a rule and so they docked him five positions i ended up actually getting to win the race so got, got the trophy. Yeah, it's sitting over there. So we got to win on the season. Got to get a couch. And I know, right? Yeah. Got to win on the season finally. Uh, that was hard-earned for sure. Um, it's not easy in this class. I'll, I'll tell you guys right now, it's not easy. Uh, so second main event. Oh, I think I started fifth. Jake, you started third. And Forrest Smith and CJ we're up front to start this one. Um, no, no real craziness in this one other than I, uh, <laughs> how do I put this politely? Larry Hunter had a hard night. Let's put yeah. it that way. <laughs> had a hard second feature. He had a hard second feature. He was, he was running through everybody. It seemed like, <laughs> yeah. uh, ran through Travis and, and then hit the pace car. I, I, I dude, it seemed like it was the only thing he didn't hit. Man, he was running through everybody. Um, ran through Benjamin Stanley, that poor guy lost, lost his freaking drive shaft, broke trailing arm mount, and everything else. I do got to give him credit because he posted on Facebook holding that drive shaft over his head like it was a trophy. I, yeah, I that was funny, I, I was <laughs> hilarious. That's what Forrest, it's all about. 
and it's funny, I, I queued up to Mike Hunter too during the race. I was like, did somebody lose a drive shaft into turn three? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. Is there was what was it? I was like, I don't know. It was long and white. I know that's all I know. <laughs> oh, I knew exactly what it was when I passed by. I was like, oh, somebody just had a bad day. Yeah. Uh, but but um I mean those were really those were the only issues um through that of that race. Everybody else did a fantastic job. Uh like again, really hard racing. Um, I, it, it, I got up into second and CJ kind of took off. Well, the early part of the race Forrest took off and he was like about a half, well, almost a full straightaway head from everybody. And then we got, um, I got up into second and well, CJ caught him and then ended up getting up into second and was trying to catch him. I tore the wheels off the thing, like just made the tires real mad. And then, uh, Kyle ended up getting around me. And then Forrest comes back and he gets around me. And then we had a real late caution with like five to go. And it was just like do or die time, like give it your all. And and mm -hmm. the two front cars, they put on a hell of a show. They were running. I was pulling for CJ so bad. I, oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I love you, Kyle, but I was pulling for CJ yeah, just because I wanted to see him get his first win for one. Yeah. But regardless, that was a lot of fun to watch from behind. Because there was at one point they went three wide, CJ went below the 55, and Kyle went up into the third lane around him going through the corner. And they came out around the kid side by side, and it was just like it was awesome. It was awesome to watch. CJ, I forgot to breathe. To breathe. Yeah, that's yeah. no wonder. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta do that, that sometimes. That's kind of important in the middle of a race. You need to make sure you're breathing <laughs> But uh, but like I said, with about five to go, they had a caution and they were running side by side, side there for a few laps. And then Kyle laps. ended up just holding down that outside lane and ended up getting the win in front of CJ. Um, I ended up finishing third, Forrest finished fourth, and you finished in the to round out the top five. Mm -hmm. And uh, lo and behold, busting his ass all season long and making sure he's finishing races and finishing well in races. Um, Mr. Chris Cox took home the uh, championship. So huge congratulations to him. Congratulations. Come out in the first season in a, in a new yeah. car. Well, a new car for you um, and a new team and to win three races and to win a championship. I mean, that's, that's, that's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it really hats off to you. Great job. And like I put on Facebook, I, I got to call him something new now. I can't call him Cox blocker until next year. I got to call him <laughs> Cox champion. Cox champion. That's right. It's Cox champion. No, it, fantastic job by him. Um, I ended up winning rookie of the year was lucky enough. Um, but like I said, it was just, it was fun to just compete against those guys this year. It, and, and like I said, there's so many in this field that are, are capable of winning and, and do such a fantastic job that it's, mm -hmm. uh, it was a delight to run in this series and, in this division this year. And again, Thank you for, I don't know how many people actually listen to us or even pay attention or whatnot, but you know, we put it out in the world last Tuesday again, yeah. <laughs> let's go home with the cars intact as they came off the track. You know, I know there was a couple small incidents, you know, with uh, Benjamin losing the drive shaft and all, but you know what? Every car left that track the way they got brought to the track. So I yeah. am so happy and thankful for that. No matter where we finished, no matter where anybody else finished. Yeah. That is what I wanted, and that's what we got. So, cheers to that! Yes, cheers, oh, Lou. 
I still got another. I still got another beer here, so we're good. This one's cold enough. We're good. I'll I'll cheers it. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Uh, Great job, everybody. So, um, yeah, Chris Cox took home your championship. Uh, They haven't posted obviously the the final standings or anything like that on CNS's website just yet. So we're going off of based off of what we think uh, it happened, but. We know Chris Cox won the championship. I th- we think pretty sure Kyle won, got second. Jake got third, and I think I got ended up getting fourth overall. And, and then Forrest Smith, Smith ended up. I think he got fifth based mm-hmm. on of of like Smith, points. Smith, Smith, yeah, yeah, three Smiths in a row. What can go wrong, right? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so fantastic job in the mods all around, and and especially this season. Looking forward to twenty twenty four already. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a good year. Great uh, competition overall, and, and looking forward to next year. So uh, now for the uh, prop my feet up here. And I know, this one. Now, now for the highlight of the night, Jordan and I are going to kind of run down uh, the racing action and a little bit of what uh, transpired on Saturday for the Super Late Models. So That's what we're here for, with it, with it being a big money race, a lot you know between winning money in the dash races, qualifying. Uh, big money from first down to shoot, even just I think sixth place paid out pretty damn good. I mean, the whole race paid out pretty good, but I mean, your biggest money was between fifth, first and sixth. You know, there's going to be some tempers flaring, especially on the racetrack, hundred lapper. So to start the night, should we should we talk go go to uh, the drivers' meeting and yeah, what was so said was, there because that kind of sets the context. Gonna, yes, I was going to start start with the drivers' meeting. So the context in the drivers' meeting. Uh, it was brought up that, you know, what tires you start the night on and qualifying is the tires that you end with in the night. So meaning even with the hundred lapper, we're going to run 25 laps in the dash. You got to run the dash with those tires, everything like that. So that was really all that was said. So then it was brought up question wise, if you don't run the dash race, what's the penalty? So initially it was told to all the drivers that if you don't run your dash race, you start two laps down uh in the rear of the feature event okay so then it was like okay well how many laps do we need to run in our dash to not be two laps down and i think it was three three or three or four something like that three or five somewhere in there laps you have to run in the dash in order to not be starting two laps down okay so that was the start of the presence of the night right so Mm -hmm. they confiscated tires kind of during uh, practice and all that for their race tires and they were given back to do qualifying right qualify and then do the dashes and then in the feature event you know we're just getting done with uh tech and we just hear one of the tech officials say i told him not to go out on the track i don't know why he went on the track get him off the track we're like what the hell is going on all of a sudden <laughs> here comes the 89 of Mr. Zach Boris not flying through the pits, but I mean, I think he was going a little too fast for my liking and in the tech. And it was like, Oh shit, what happened? Well, apparently to start that he had clutch issues to start the night mm-hmm. was trying to get it fixed after qualifying. He, Cause it was he qualified. Yeah. Remember he qualified, he qualified. He qualified. Yeah. after qualifying, they were trying to fix the clutch issues, which then made him miss his dash race. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So he starts two laps down in the main event in the back so where the decision decision 
came yeah. from between meeting to tech of the future race that changed, we have no idea. But it, it kind of is is kind of a, a stab, really, if you think about it in the head gut. scratcher. And a head scratcher that it's like you we're like, okay, well, we'll we'll take it. We'll start two laps down because there's a hundred laps. You never know what can happen. You can get the laps back, you know. But at least you're starting the race because you're if you start and end the race, you're gonna get paid no matter what. So well, least- the thing for me that really irks the shit out of me, right? So you you took his you took the money for him to get into the into the event. You, him and his whole crew. You took their money to get into the event. You took their money for them to buy the fuel. You took their money to buy for them to buy the tires. And he has a known issue. And then you tell him he has to sit the race. Mm-hmm. So you were you were okay with taking his money, but then when it came time for him to actually go out on the on the track and perform, nope, can't do that. Mm-hmm. So also, that's the part. That's the part that really would piss and, the out of me is that yeah. you bought tires and all this shit and you can't go run. Well, that and then you decide, okay, well we're only going to run you know, however many cars show up. We're only running twenty four for the main event. So that was that was called upon early on. I think only 24 showed up. So now you're actually just taking away a driver in a 24 car field to down to 23 drivers. So now you're just taking cars out of the race at that point. So that is another point I don't understand is you want to start 24, only 24 show up. Why didn't you just start everybody at that point? Right. You know? what, what did it matter? You already told them that we'd start two laps two, down. Two so laps who cares? Down. So yeah. So there was a lot of confusion going on even just before the race started. Yeah, and so, then the the 07 car. I don't I don't know what the issue was with that one. I just know about um, they had issues. Morris and, Morris's, yeah. but I but that's what I heard. I think it was almost the same thing, right? Yeah, they had to what fix I something. Understand? Cash, I had to fix and, something. Yeah, yeah. So so a lot of drama just going on. Oh, he had clutch issues too. So there you yeah. go. Like, and it's not like clutches you can just right back not in a super, car, especially a super late model. It ain't that easy. I mean, a GAM or a Pro Truck or, you know, any other cars, it may take a little bit less time. But it's still, you're looking about 30 to 45 minutes at the quick to try and change something like that because it's not easy. So, no. you know, <laughs> give them the time and, and, you know, allow them to fix their stuff so they can make the race. That's why they're there, right? So, yeah, so lots of drama, kind of some stuff happening before the race even started. I didn't see one of the incidents that we'll talk about afterwards that happened on the track, but, uh, the dash races, um, you know, they seem pretty Yaki won the Brett Yaki won the first one. Yeah. And then who won the, was it Preston? Won the Preston the, won the, won the, won the, the second fast, one. Fast dash. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, good racing in the dash. I think they only had in the dash race itself had a spin in the dash race for, uh, the, well, the slow dash, we'll just call it whatever. Um, and then in the fast dash, I don't think they had any incidences where they had a yellow flag in that one, did they? I don't, uh, I, don't I don't, I don't remember that one because that was right after our, right after um, our, race our we're... first race. So I, I'm yeah. not sure. Good and I didn't stuff. go back and watch the replay. So, yeah. But in the feature race, I thought from majority of the race that I saw, I was some good racing. I mean, they were... there was, there was a, all over the track, man. Oh, like there was battles and, and, you know. There's going to be some tempers flaring. I mean, there's big money on the line. There's 100 laps, you know. And Peltier was on a different level, though. Yeah, I, 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 fucking for dude him to drive, start the man. night too, they they broke something in the rear end and had to take it home, fix it, 
yeah. and then run back to the track and got it all put together before they qualified. So the fact that they did that, that was pretty amazing too. And uh, placed the rear end, yeah, before qualifying. So that was that was pretty good. And then to go out there and pretty much kind of be the top of the show. I mean, even Jace Hansen even said, and in, in, if anybody didn't see in the post with Colorado National Speedway, uh, he was kind of joking around about protesting uh, in a joking way, uh, <laughs> Preston for being too fast. So that, that was pretty funny. But there was an incident where uh, a three-wide situation happened. I don't think anybody wrecked or spun out or caused no, a caution so, from it. So what, so what happened was is Eddie and, um, and Dempster – were going into turn one and one and two. They were battling hard for like mm-hmm. a couple of laps, and and out of nowhere, Mister Ride the Wall, uh, Michael Scott comes out of nowhere, running running the you know the third fourth lane that he usually does. Um, he just had so much momentum coming off the corner, so Eddie goes down underneath Dempster into turn one and two. Michael Scott sails it off into the third lane. And they come out of turn two and they're three wide. And I just, and, and they, they all got together, right? Eddie Dempster was in the middle and Michael Scott was on the outside. It looked like this Michael Scott got into the wall a little bit, obviously uh, Dempster and, and Eddie got into each other and, but Dempster and uh, Michael Scott ended up spinning out and Eddie kind of kept going. From my look at it, because I did watch the replay and I watched it from Speed Max's like view vantage point of it, because they had the camera right on them as it happened. I mean, Michael Scott just was sending it right, and all three of them are fighting for the position. But to me, he was the one that was in 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 the wrong in there, stuffing it up on the very outside. But at that point, when you got three guys battling for the same position, I mean, somebody's got to give. And yeah, who, who's gonna who's gonna be the one to give? If it were me, and I'm stuck in the middle, I would have been the one to been like, I'm lifting out and I'm ducking behind Eddie, and I'm and I'm getting underneath it and I'm just going right. But that's just what what again. That's my opinion. What I would have done, knowing that I was in a three wide situation. But that's not what happened. They ended up just battling it out, and then it it ended up being you know, they ended up spinning each other out. So that's Mm -hmm. where, that's what set the, the, the ensuing like, uh, issues that happened after that we'll talk about. Yes, correct. Yeah. But then from there, um, I mean, other than a couple little things here and there that caused the caution, it was just good, good old fashioned, super late model racing for $15,000 to win, you know? And, and like we said, Preston was just, on a rail, Eddie was up there. Jace, I mean, you could tell he was pushing his ass off to try and get up there. Just, it just wasn't his night. And you know, it, sometimes that happens. It's it's racing, and it was a good show. I think overall, there was other you know battles going on on the track, even from fifth on back. Mm-hmm. I, it was just action all over the track. So, for the start of championship night uh, of all the weekends coming up, for all the championships to be had. I thought this was a good show uh, to start off with all the championships and the super late model race for battling out for big money. Uh, I thought the action on the track was some damn good entertainment. So Preston Pelletier was your winner uh, winning the 15,000. Eddie Vecherelli Mm -hmm. uh, came home in second, Jace third, Chris Eggleston fourth, 
Cody Dempster fifth. So uh, that was your top five unofficially. Uh, but wait, there's race. more. But wait, there's more. Uh, so then, and you know, with a big money race like this, you're going to tech the hell out of the cars. I mean, every car had to tech pre-race to the body panels, uh, wheelbase. They had the templates wheel. out. They had the templates yeah. out. Finally had yeah. the templates out, man. They had the it, templates it out, man. I mean, they, they checked everything on those cars pre-race, right? So, you know, they're teching everything after the race. And, you know, we're now we're just kind of getting into what we've heard, what we've seen on Facebook, as I'm sure as everybody read on Facebook already, that there was an incident. We don't know who started it, so we're not going to speculate on that. But there was two teams between the 18, we, we think, and the 24, that crewmen started... Well, it, from what I understand, it, it was the drivers at first, they got out the cars and then they yeah. were having words with each other yeah. and a little bit of shoving going on. And then that was it. And then it wasn't till after that, then it after really that, started. Yeah. Then like punches more, started. More John, which thrown, thrown and, yeah. and, and punches thrown. And after that, and, you know, and, and I read the rules of Brandon beforehand that it, it, it's in the rule book. Joe Biden started it. Yeah, Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I saw Kyle Clake's comment. I had to laugh. <laughs> uh, we'll get political, but that was funny. <laughs> yeah. So per the rule book, and this is straight from CNS's website, fighting is strictly prohibited. There is absolutely no excuses or exceptions to this rule. This rule is not appealable, and CNS officials' decisions are final. It kind of goes into more uh, detailed, like, what they mean by that, but one of the things that I pointed out to Brandon beforehand that really I thought maybe was the deciding factor on it was deliberate reckless behavior by owners, drivers, crew members, and or other team members on or off the racetrack endangering the safety of officials, track crews, fans will result in penalties at the discretion of CNS officials. So since especially it was in tech with officials all over the place, there's fans and crew all over the place, that is where I think that they made the decision to dock both the 18 and the 24 two spots. You would think, okay, it sucks. You want to plead your case. But as you see here, as I read, CNS officials' decisions are final. So it makes no sense to really push the issue. You know, voice your opinion. And for my opinion, voice your opinion and let it be. Just so, take yeah. it. He so the 18 was docked two positions overall in the finish for post race conduct. The 24 was docked two positions in the post range conduct. And uh, after further discussion, the driver and crew of the 24 re received a disqualification, disqualification for belligerent conduct. Mm -hmm. So, I again, uh, and I've seen the posts and stuff, and I again, it's it's kind of a he said, she said, right? Yeah. Like we weren't obviously there, so I can't speculate on exactly. Yeah. what fully no one can, like i've talked part of i've yeah. talked to so many different people and i've talked to a lot of different people about what what the decision was made with this but here's what i will say about this the one the one thing is there was a there was a tussle earlier in the year if you all remember between a couple of modified drivers well not even drivers it was modified crew members and uh it was uh kyle clegg's crew and it was the Wilson's crew. And what oh. ended up happening there. Beacon Hill Brawler. The Beacon Hill Brawler. Yeah. And if you remember what happened there, 
They just asked Charlie to pack a shit and leave. Mm-hmm. There was no penalties dished out. There was nothing like that was that was it, right? So there was nothing. So that's where I'm like, I don't know yeah. why all of a sudden. So it's okay. Though they were literally fighting on pit road. I mean, guys are I, just yeah, food. almost on top of a car, right? So like all of a so why all of a sudden now is there this? disqualification and docking of positions and stuff when there's a, a tussle all of a sudden like just tell them to leave just be like yeah wh- whoever the crew members were a part of it and stuff just get the get the f out of here mm-hmm. like if the if the drivers they had their piece and they said their thing and they and they got into it and had a screaming match or whatever and they might have done a little pushing and shoving that's one thing like deal with them at that point you know have a conversation with them and if you want to dock them both two positions for that, okay, mm-hmm. fine. And but then, go ahead. Talked, so. Well, which we've talked about on the podcast before is if tempers are flaring, you're racing for big money. If two drivers get into something at the in the middle of a race and afterward, they're going to be heated. Like you're in, you've been right. in a race car, sweating, you're hot, you're pissed off. You you want to make sure you're you're heard. That's what we jokingly said. Let's put a boxing ring in the pit yeah. and run on the front straight and just like, all right. Be you know more what? entertaining. There's, there's not going to be any penalties to have. Here's boxing gloves. Go out on a track. Put on another show to end the night. And and afterwards, shake, hug, drink a beer, whatever it is, if you're old enough. Of right. Uh, and, and leave <laughs> or it not. at that. So, you know, but like George's point, you know, other incidences like this has happened this year. So why all of a sudden a drastic change in uh officiating in a sense and i'm not going to blame all officials on this there's only a certain few that were involved with this uh you know what was the drastic change just because of that one incident you know yeah it's just i i, I just want to know what the difference is at that point like why they seemed or deemed it was different is all <laughs> i want to know like what we we've seen it and, and and somebody brought up the point earlier i think it was shoe show or something or somebody kyle maybe uh, Clay, but Ed, you know, Ed punched Ron O'Neill in 2021. If everybody remembers that, yeah, we were and there. got banned for the whole year. Yeah, yeah. So that you know? to your point, obviously, I wasn't there. I don't have a dog in the fight, but it, it, it as Jake was alluding to the, the pre-show, we read the we we read the rule book, and I applaud CNS because it's as we've talked about on all year long. This certain thing where it's it's in the rule book, but you're not gonna enforced at this race what you are this race but i applauded cns to start this show that it is black and white there will be no if ands what's or buts if you do this you or your crew or whomever it is on your team there's going to be consequences but then mm-hmm. as jord says there's been an instance you know the ron o'neill deal a couple years back then this year with with charlie and it, it they sweep that on the rug hey everybody go home Quit, quit your fight and slap yeah. on the wrist. And then this mm-hmm. one is like, holy crap, we're docking, you know, points, disqualifying yeah. people. So like, I don't know. It's just like, like if what, you're gonna what, was, rule, what was the difference in yeah, my exactly. mind? Yeah. What like, was is, the is, is, is there different scenarios in the rule book that says, yeah. Hey, if someone pushes someone first that, you know, I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be consistent yeah. with that rule. If you're going to put that in there, right. which again, I applaud CNS for having that black and white. There's no gray area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like some other rules that yeah, is right. uh no tolerance but then it's like okay you let that one slide but not this one so kind of yeah. weird yeah and you know especially if you're kind of on a bad receiving end of that and you bring that up like 
it, it seemed like, and, and this is just me uh, telling the kind of mood that started the night in driver's meeting, Jim kind of already was started off with a bad mood because a lot of people were asking questions about tires outside of the super late model race for the pure socks and gams. And it kind of just set, set the, like, put them in a bad mood in a sense. So like now that this kind of happened, it was like, who knows what's going to happen. And I'm not like dogging on Jim on this point, but you know, he's track owner. You don't, you know, there's certain things you just want to just kind of like not bring up to him, bring up to him. And, you know, at this juncture of what happened that night, you know, I'm sure that didn't really put him in any better mood at all oh, yeah. to, to have to be making this call. And, yeah, you it's know, not a fun. Yeah, you don't want that. I'm sure it's not fun for him, but, you know, things are said and we don't want to speculate on anything. We're just given information and we're just providing opinions and a platform to just kind of talk about it. So uh, with that. You guys have anything more, George? You no, kind of look like I, you. Well, I, I know it, it just it rubs some people the wrong way. Like yeah. I said, I think that there was some calls that probably shouldn't have been made in a sense. You know what I mean? A lot of questionable calls on uh, throughout the whole super late model night. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's like I said, it started off with the '89 car and the '07, and then and then this stuff and happened. Was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it tempers were high and everything like that. Like, mm -hmm. the hope it, is just, out of all of it is that the next season or the next race, because they got a big one coming up, yes, they do bigger than that one, that you don't lose car local car count. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and it, that's the problem. That's where it, it, it it's, I that's guess, it's hope, happening. That, that's yeah. the hope, but I, I know that there is not going to be a few of them that are going to show up for that. Right. So, your, your car count is down. Part. Yeah, you know, yeah, your car count's going to be down because I'm I wouldn't blame the 89 or the 07 if they didn't come out for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and obviously the 24 car or the in the 18 and the 48 wouldn't blame them yeah. either if they didn't come out. I know that there was I saw on Facebook that the 08 Jace said that he might not come out too. So there's like your that's unfortunate. Your fucking top guys yeah. are all yeah. talking about not coming. I mean, you. Oh, well, and here's the thing, my, my last point on this, and then I'll shut up, but it's not like Colorado is abundant in asphalt racetracks like it once used to be, where they could be like, oh, they pissed me off, I'm going to go here. Where are you going to go? Especially this late in the season. I mean, there's some one-off races here and there, big races, but not, you know, everywhere is dwindling down. And it's like, well, man, we got this bad, fast race car that's ready to go, and my driver's good, crew's good, but because of this instance we're done for the year and that's no, I, I, tr very true i mean mm -hmm. um you know most of those guys have options because of the cars that they drive they could just as easily go to you know the next state over and go and mm -hmm. go drive go drive with the super late model right like there's there's the options for them to do it is it costs a lot of money i mean it costs a lot of money to put those cars on the track mm -hmm. no matter what but it, you know, you have the options at least versus oh, like Blair. some oh, of the other ones. Oh Blair, go dirt! You can you find a driver. Official fans, it's all good. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's unfortunate something like that. And and Kyle Shusho said it best, and we've been saying it too on the podcast. Like the precedence needs to be set early. Like if stuff like this happens in the early part of yeah. the season, they need to be strictly. To the rule book, if that's what it says in the rule book, stick to the rule book and enforce it the way the rule book states. 
I know that, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of fist fighting and, and whatnot at the beginning of the year, so it's hard to do that. But if the rule well, naturally. states it, yeah, naturally. But if the rule states it, then you stick to your rule book. I mean, there's no interpretation of it. Like you said, Brandon, it's black and white. It's in there. That's what we're enforcing. Well, so, as my final, final point to Jake uh, earlier in the pre-show we were talking about, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Kyle Clay can attest to this. I haven't read the INX rule book since last year, but there is a strict, if anybody, driver, crew, anybody associated with your pits, if you're caught fighting, you're done for the year. And, you know, I've never seen a legend driver, crew member fight, but it, it they know that. Like, okay, we might, like Charlie Wilson, for example, okay, he probably wasn't thinking, hey, am I going to get kicked out or am I going to get suspended or whatever? INEX drivers know that if that happens, you're done mm -hmm. because that is the precedent. And that is, there's no exhibits in there that say examples. It's just, if you're fighting and we deem you are fighting, you're done for the year. So I think it needs to be kind of that mm -hmm. nature where set the precedence. If you see anyone touch another driver, you know, obviously mm -hmm. yeah. like you're done. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot, a lot happened on Saturday. A lot of things that you hoped wasn't going to happen on Saturday night, but it's racing. Big money, it, mm, it, yep. it's, it's bound to happen. So yep. uh, I, I, feel, I feel bad for a lot of drivers, 89, the 07, the 24, uh, you know, uh, you, people that have already kind of said that they might not come out for Challenge Cup, all those drivers – I, uh, I feel for you, you know, I, I don't ever want to see anybody leave for anything like that, but if you do, you know, it, that's a bummer to see, you know, you want to yeah. see the car counts go up and we've had great car counts this year. And that's the last thing you want to see is an incident like that causing drivers to say, so, yeah, but so. to kind of real quick, go, uh, before George, if you have something else to put. So with all of that calamity chaos, uh, that happened. Your official results, I know they haven't posted it yet, but from what we can see, your official results go, Preston Pelletier still wins the race. Jace Hansen moves from third to second. Uh, Chris Eggleston from fourth to third. Uh, Brett Yaki from sixth to fourth. And Darren Robertson from seventh to... No. Eddie goes two, so he would actually be fourth. So then it would be Cody uh, Brett Yaki in fifth uh, as your top five, right? Is what yeah. I'm seeing. So. I'm I'm believing you. Yeah, Preston, Jason. <laughs> You're our statistician here, yeah. and Preston, I'm not Jason, good at math. Chris, Eddie, and then uh, Brett Yaki. Yeah, looks like would be your official uh, results, but we won't know until uh, they post it. They post yeah. it. But yeah, well, well, I mean, with the guy in second dropping two spots, and then I got. I know. I get. It. I get it. I, 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 you just I kinda, would have butchered it too, buddy. Yeah. I'm not laughing at you. I'm There's laughing no math. You. It's more of like a pecking order. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, Jordan, anything else to add? Nah, um, not, not, not really, man. I mean, it was, uh, it was fun. Like, don't get me wrong. When it came to the on track racing uh, across the board, it was fun oh. to watch and it was fun to be a part of. Like, I had a great time in the mod series. It was great to watch mm -hmm. the pure stocks uh, demo cross. Sorry guys. I don't, I don't have any, there's no results on that. Like I, yeah. I, I didn't watch it. So and sorry. You guys. Don't get results, your, yeah. Not, not being yet. out. 
Yeah. I don't know who won that. So if somebody wants to chime in in the comments, they're yeah. more than welcome to. But I have no idea what happened to the demo cross. Well, we did forget to say, too, that was also not communicated before the race in the driver's meeting. Michael Hines here just asked, with no points for the whole race night? No. So that wasn't communicated before the race. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, in the post of the disqualification post that CNS put out earlier this, uh, this morning, um, it was deemed that, yeah, this was not a points night. This was strictly a money special event. Special yeah. event. So. And, and I think that was a lot of the big point that the 89 car brought up was the fact that, well, you're going to make us miss the race. We're not going to get any points for the night. So how is that fair? So I, I don't know if that was the deeming point of not making it a points night, but it wasn't communicated until basically the post. There was just a lot of miscommunication, yeah. a lot of miscommunication about our series and the tires. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of miscommunication about the late bottles and their tires. There was a lot of miscommunication about this race. Like there's just been a lot of non-transparency going on. And, mm -hmm. and that's all people want. It's just the transparency. Like just tell us what the fuck you're doing. Mm -hmm. So that way we can make a plan and we have, you know, we can move forward. Is this a points rate? Or is it not a point rate? Is this a money race? Is this not a money race? Mm -hmm. Are we getting tires that we can use for the night so I don't have to spend thirteen hundred bucks? Or are we not using tires that I don't have to spend thirteen hundred bucks mm -hmm. on? Like it's just the transparency instead of waiting until the last fucking second. Oh damn! You got Jordan decision. fired up. Here we go. Like, Raise the alarm. Right. Or, or it's so true. Or changing so scales before the last two. This. You know how we go over scales before you know the last two races just, of the year. It's yeah. to be clear. Like put it out on Monday. Put it out on Monday. This is what we're doing. Put it out in the original post when you're posting the race. Like give the setup of what the race is going to be. Hey, this is a money race. No points involved. You know this is just get after it, boys. Cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. But yeah, but <laughs> fucking say it. <laughs> be clear. Well, That's that, all. Jordan Ooh. needs another outlaw. Yeah. Jordan's all jacked got, up on Outlaw. Got three down, more to go. Oh, boy. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. Well, uh, anyway, that's all I got to say. Yeah, other, other than that, um, nothing really more to uh, elaborate on with the event that transpired on Saturday. So with that, we'll move on to our next and looks like final segment of the night. Uh, oh. We're going to do our Green Flag Black Black. But first... Well, I think uh, you should announce next weekend's race. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. You got. You forgot about that part. There's one more championship. There's, oh. But there's two. But there's more. But there's more. <laughs> Call now and you'll get free shipping. Yeah. Uh, so we got the Pro Trucks uh, special, late model special, and trains. Ooh, kind of a, a short night it might be uh, this weekend. Uh, you got the Matco Tools Championship night. Uh, so we'll crown a Pro Truck and late model champion. I would assume train champion as well i don't know if they run late no they have one more race too don't they run do they run october 7th race too uh there's like seven races that uh, this year or last year that the trains got shafted with the rain they yeah. they run this weekend and i'm pretty sure they do run the last night of the year yes they do uh yeah. october 7th so they have a uh essentially a Two week layover, and then they and then they last race, but yeah. they will be racing for the night. So they got two more. Yeah, so we'll have two more uh, champions to uh, announce and crown next week for the asphalt side of things. And um, if you're not doing anything this weekend, make sure you go out and support Pro Trucks, Late Models, and the trains. 
and uh, see who gets crowned champion in those two divisions. So uh, with that now, there we, we go. Will, we will move on to the next segment. Before we do that, we'll do an ad break here for Citywide Banks. Um, you know, with the last race of the year happening, you know, it's going to be that time to start pushing sponsorships. So uh, I think we had a really damn good year with Citywide as our sponsor. Uh, can't thank them enough for all their support last year and this year and continuing that sponsorship and support. Um, and I can't wait to uh, sit down with the president uh, and Jordan, myself and my dad and go over what we uh, we have plans for for next year. So uh, I have no doubt that they'll be on board next year. So just kind of talking about our plan for next year and what we uh, got going on uh, is going to be awesome. So with that, let's see some work done in the garage by dad and I. <laughs> you spent countless hours in the garage with your dad. Now investing in that old car and working on it with your son reminds you of him and his legacy lives on. Fund your passion with a low interest home equity line of credit from Citywide Banks. Uh, sometimes I wish you, uh, the viewers could see us in the, uh, the lobby down below. While those oh, I got I got a couple chromosomes missing up here. So. Yeah. Oh, well, he said it. Chromosomes yep. or brain cells? Same. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pass science class, so don't, a, don't don't what's your don't pronouns? Me on that. <laughs> uh, what's your pronouns? <laughs> oh jeez. All right, 89 is the uh cancellation episode. Here we go. Yeah. Um, hey, at least it was a good one to end on. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. All right. I knew um, it. Knew it. Um, all right, so we're going to get into uh, one of our favorite segments, Green Flag, Black Flag. Uh, if you're a first-time listener, um, obviously this is kind of where we pick a topic, or not is, that this is a topic where we pick a topic um, and we disagree or agree by saying green flag for agree or black flag for disagree, or sometimes there's a, a yellow flag if we're kind of on the fence about it. I'll lead us off uh, this, this time. Um, oh, excuse me, Jake. Go Jordan. ahead, George. Me, I'll go. That's fine. Okay. Take me, Mr. Chromosome. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, with everything that's kind of uh, uh, been going on recently, and, and as you and all of our viewers know, that me and Jake like to uh, bring up a lot of discussions about local stuff. Oh, I'm going to um, Don't you worry. Do it. Uh, so one thing that I, I, I just still have kind of a hard time with, and it just as a as a driver. So I'll give you, I'll give you a, for instance, um, from Saturday, it was in the, it was in the main, the, the a main, the second feature, um, oh. of our race. Sorry. Oh. It was of our race. Uh, there was, uh, there was a caution flag and from the previous lap, I actually passed Jake and I think it was CJ or no, it wasn't CJ. It was Jake. And I think maybe I don't know. Somebody Forrest else. Somebody. Forrest or somebody. Clegg. I don't know who it was. Passed two people in one lap. But uh, and then the caution flew. So I was sitting in third. And then up on the board, I go around the board and I see up on the board that it says that I was sitting in fifth place. And I'm like, Fuck, no, I ain't giving up this position. Like, hell no. You know, but I know that there's been a couple times before early in the year where, you know, again, you, you cross the stripe and you're in a position, but then they go back to the, the previous lap and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it kind of causes a hoopla with the, the lineup, right? And there's nobody out there to tell us where we're supposed to be. There's nobody on the radio. Like, and I, I know that's like 
technically Ray's job, right? Right. To let us know if, if she and hears she it, she's yeah, just she a messenger. Re- yeah. She gets she's just a messenger, yeah. but she's supposed to relay it to the, to the, to the, you know, the spotters and let us know where the hell we're supposed to line up. So two part question. So not really necessarily a green flag, black flag here. It's just like, which would you prefer? Would you prefer that the spotters wear receivers and then whoever's up in the boxes is telling like the lineup when we get into a, a yellow flag situation? Or do you have somebody up there with Ray writing down where you're supposed to be? So then when the caution flies, they're already looking at race monitor or whatever form of like, you know, lineup that they have because Ray is doing one job. Then they have somebody else up there making sure that the lineups are correct for when we go green flag racing again. So would it would a be the running a receiver have all the spotters mandatory that they run a receiver or B have somebody else up there in the, in the booth, just letting us know where the fuck we're supposed to be. Cause I have no idea half the time. Jake, go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, who do you want to go first? Uh, doesn't uh, matter. This is actually a great question. Cause this leads into my green flag, black flag. So, uh, receiver for sure and they should have a dedicated official strictly watching lineup either from the previous lap before or when it was deemed that the yellow flag so if we cross the finish line and we're in like turn two we have already taken the next lap right you can't go back to the lap before because we're already in the next lap right 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 so somebody needs to be watching the the you know, official watch in the lineup. So it's like, okay, well, the 13's up there in third. Well, he's down in fifth. What? Okay, so he did pass it. Yeah, so relay that over receiver. So that way all the spotters can hear it, relaying it to their mm-hmm. driver. Now, you know, Ray gets enough crap up in the spotter stand, I, <laughs> I feel like, that, you know, she doesn't need to be getting yelled at when she's trying to then relay the lineup. So, okay, you're hearing it straight from race receiver. You're hearing it straight from race director, whoever that may be. I think it's Greg. Uh, it, that's coming from the horse's mouth, in a sense, of, of what the lineup is. So I'm I am totally uh, for race receivers. Brandon. Yeah, I agree. And I was actually going to use the example of honor. Um, I was sitting in staging this past weekend, and they have exactly that. They have someone on a four-wheeler. I believe she sits in turn two and that's all she does is watch for the lineup. Obviously if uh, you know, the asphalt tracks had the scoring loops and timing monitors, stuff like mm-hmm. that, it'd be a little different because dirt track does go to the previous lap. No matter if you were got past someone for first place and then the caution came out before you crossed the, the start finish line, you revert back to the previous lap. Um, so I agree with Jake on option. What was that? A, uh, that you have a designated person that can just has mash that button and override everybody, spotters, race officials, flagmen, everybody, and say, this is the lineup, get into that order, uh, you know, within two laps or you're going to be sent to the back. And then right. because that eliminates, I can only imagine if you left it up to the spotters up there, not, you know, I've been up there too, like I'm not hating on anybody up there, but if you leave it up to the spotters to relay that, you'd be like, "Hey, Jordan, just move up a, just move up a row." All we do, and then All it, we exactly, do. And, and it's then a it's like, whoa, 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 yeah, and then you got <laughs> arguing and bantering, and then the race trying to break it up and all this stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I think um, 
yeah, for the tracks that do have a designated person. And then, you know, to Scotty's um, comment, if if for some reason there there's not a spotter to relay that or someone, you know, is their race receiver broke or something happened. I remember going to CNS as a kid. They come out there with the big whiteboard. Boom, put it out where you enter the track and you better be slow enough to read where you are. And if you don't get there, then you're going you're going to get a black flag. It's just something right yeah. like that's yeah. really the point of this whole question it's just something to get it right so that way you know because like i said i'm gonna admit i probably you know if it went off of the actual you know rule and if it was the previous laugh i should have been in fifth but i was gonna i wasn't gonna move until somebody told me to yeah, yeah. and you know what i mean you, i'm not gonna you, give up the position because when you're in somebody the car, tells me to. who is gonna give it up like no, yeah Ryan. exactly well, and i'm oh no problem jake go ahead yeah well in that same <laughs> instance George's talking about I, I did go back, you know, two positions and it was like, well, shoot, they still got me on third. Do I move up? And he's like, well, you didn't get passed, but I mean, if they're going to score you third, get your ass up there. So yeah, like I was about to, and all of a sudden it's like, boom, we're side by side. So it's mm -hmm. like on top of that, if the, if the lineup is not right and you know, it's not right, I don't care how quickly you wanting to be getting this show going and get the race moving we're the ones racing for the money yeah one position we're, matters one position i exactly one position matters because if a car doesn't work right up on top and they get freight trained yeah that's, that's another four or five spots they could potentially lose because they didn't get the lineup right so yeah you know that's especially with the super late model big money race if they get the lineup wrong oh man then you're going to be pissing off a lot of people yeah in, at that point so yeah you've got to make sure the lineup is right and that's yeah. one less incident that you have to explain after the race. Yeah. And, you know, to that point, whoever, if they were to do that or the tracks that do that, that person obviously has a big responsibility. You know, they're, they're obviously not playing favoritism. They're going off of their best judgment at the time of the caution, who was where, and that's who everybody at the track, the drivers included have to trust to be like, Hey, I don't agree with that, but they made their decision and maybe you go have a talk with them after the race and be like, Hey, this is how I saw it. This is how you saw it. Just get on the same page, but you have to instill trust in who, whoever that sole job is and leave everything else aside. And, you know, you got to live and die by that person. And that's, mm -hmm. I think that's the ultimate, the best way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Even if but, you have to go back to the olden days, like George said, writing on the, you know, a board in the fire stand, hell, uh, I think uh, Brian Sanders said it, and Dad's told us before. They used to have a secondary uh, flag guy write it on a board. They stopped all cars on the front yep. straight, and Seen they that, put yeah. the board out there, and they yep. pointed you here, yep. you here, like, and you had to yeah. see where you had to restart. Yeah, yep. they're out there pointing, directing traffic like a air traffic that's when, person. That's when Witherwax was a flagman mm -hmm. back in those days. Yeah, yep. yeah. exactly. And so big old bushy beard pointing yeah, at people this whole thing of oh i don't care let's go well no i i, I do care because yeah. i i for one i did i my car didn't like the high side on saturday if i can start on the inside you better damn believe i want to be starting on the inside yeah. so if i'm showing third i want to be in third damn it not fourth not second yeah. whatever that's where i'm i need to be that's where i should be yeah yeah, yeah. agreed good topic yeah so Go ahead. with uh, i'll lead it off into this one so with that us agreeing that it should we should have receivers um and have all spotters so 
we agreed on that. So my green flag, black flag in tech, as you're rolling across the scales uh, for the main event, you have to bring your receiver with you to tech as the spotter and show that you a have the receiver and b that it is working that you are on the correct channel and didn't we talk about this i don't think so but on top of that similar but yeah on top of that if you don't prove it and you don't have it on the right channel or it's not working you get sent to the back and or a fine green flag black flag i'm Uh, pretty sure we talked about this but i don't know i mean Go ahead. Yes. I mean, if it's not working, there's no point. But like, yeah, because we talked about how people unplug their shit and they got no communication to the driver. Mm -hmm. Certain drivers tend to do that. Um, But so it's hard to eliminate that part of it. But I mean, yes. I mean, green flag. Yes. I'll just say it simple as that. Green flag. Yeah. I I think uh, on green flag, obviously safety issue um and that way you know there's no back to jordan's green flag black flag topic there's no hey i didn't hear it or oh i didn't get that well bullshit because you prove that you have one and it works and you should have been listening or your Mm -hmm. spotter uh and then you know i believe uh any of the legend drivers uh kyle clay if you're still on i believe that is another inax rule that if you um don't have one or it's found that it's not, you know, plugged in or working properly. I believe uh, after the race, they'll count it as a, you know, a DNF essentially in INEX series. I believe that's that's how it was last year, um, but or that's how I interpreted it anyway. So I think yeah, it's um, there, it's a no brainer. I don't I don't understand why you know why you wouldn't, but it well, just helps for safety and helps for the lineups and all the things going on. So I'll, I'll just flat out say this too. So like when I was, you know, doing radio for Nora, right? So I would relay to her and I would have receiver hooked up into my headphones so I could hear what was going on, you know, and, and all my direct communication was going direct to her. So at that point, like that's, it's easy enough for the spotter to hear what's going on rather than the driver having to lift, listen to both, right? So the driver only gets one form of communication but then, yeah, just to have the acknowledgement that the spotter can hear what's going on on with the receiver and mm-hmm. also has that direct line communication. It's just, yeah, just to get quick thumbs up, you know, mm-hmm. hey, the, all because all the all the race director has to do is all spotters. Let me know that you can how many how put up two fingers, put up two fingers and then they yeah. do two fingers and then they know who's two who's fingers, got it. Yeah, <laughs> two fingers whatever. Yeah, exactly. And then that way they know, you know, uh, that the yeah. communication is working. It'd be something simple, quick, mm-hmm. boom, done. So yeah. let's say yeah. every, like Cody Dempster just said, and I think, uh, yeah, every said, touring said, series requires touring it. Series yeah. requires it. So, it, and with David, he had said black flag on it, you know, too much equipment, too many voices, but really it's not. Cause if you're just having just the communication to listen, there's not a whole lot of communication going through from spotters into that. It's just, you're just listening to what race officials are talking. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. I, yeah, and it's really it's, not that bad. Like I've done yeah. it to be honest with you. It's really not that bad. Like you, um, you can hear no matter what, if you're communicating with your driver, like it just goes into one earbud mm-hmm. and it just, yeah. it just, 
takes over that whole one side. Mm-hmm. And then if there's any, if your driver's talking, you can hear him on the right side. So yeah. like, yeah, there's a couple of communication factors going on, but typically like if you're in a race setting, your driver's not talking anyways, yeah. like they're mm-hmm. not sitting there on the horn the whole time. Um, you know, you're just listening what race communication is going on. So you can relay that to your driver and then while also do your job that you're supposed to do for him. So, yeah. 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 But, well, good, topic, um, good topic. Yeah. I will uh, go away from the electronic side of things. Keep it local. <laughs> um, I just hearing you guys talk about uh, tires and tire rule. Obviously it's not as prevalent in the dirt side of things. So I want to bring up uh uh, maybe a possible solution uh, to the tire thing. So obviously I'll, I'll start by asking a question to make sure I'm still kind of in the game on the asphalt side at CNS. Is there still the, you have to run three nights, is it still three nights on the tires. Okay. Correct. Yeah, well, okay. So let's, let's put it that into context of, of why we were kind of all pissed this last weekend. So we were, there Not was to an cut off your bread. No, no, no. But just, but just to give you context, <laughs> no, I, of yeah. why why we were all kind of pissed off. So earlier in the year, what ended up happening in the rule book, it says three nights. But okay. earlier in the year, there was an instance where we were told <sighs> nights meaning three complete nights. Okay. Yeah, qualifying heats mains and including double feature nights. That's what three nights meant. Well, there was a miscommunication that ended up being three mains. So after mm. a double feature night, that counted as two complete separate races, and then you were able to buy tires. Well, what that did is it screwed us up oh, yeah. for our tire, like when we could get tires. So it would have been the second race, technically speaking, second main of our Saturday night race on championship night that we could have gotten new tires. Okay. So just to give you context, it yeah. says three nights, but that's not... Okay what happened at least at one point during the year. Okay. So three nights, three races, features, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Green flag, black flag for the series that, uh, you know, actually screw it. We'll say all series just for, you know, hypothetically speaking here, let's say they changed the rule to how many how, average, how many, how many race weekends do you guys all have? 10? Eight to 10. It's 10. 10. Okay. It's 10. We'll call it 10. Hypothetically speaking, all classes, same rule applies, whether you're a Bando or super late model, you get five sets of tires for the whole season. You register them well before the season serial numbers on all four or all, you know, 20 tires or whatever the hell I just said. Yeah. 10 tires. Um, and you use them as you may, and you don't get any others unless there are obviously flat, tires blown tires on the track not something that happened at the shop where you put a hole in it or something like that you get five sets use them how you may for the rest of the year and they'll be documented with serial numbers green flag black flag jake oh 100 i mean however many sets of tires whether it's five or whatever but right. we'll go with five hypothetically sure. hypothetically uh yeah I, that's that's an easy way to do it because you got your tires whatever you want to do to them you just know by the end of the year, you're only got five sets. Yep. And if you go off cycle and you end up not having new tires by the end of the race or the end of the season, championship yep. night, and 15 other drivers do, that's your own fault for mishandling your tire situation. So strategy, total, total green flag on that one. Uh, and I'll, well, I'll, I'll kind of throw a little bit of a different scenario, very similar to what you're talking about. I think that 
not necessarily have to buy them at the beginning of the season. You just are told at the beginning of the year, you're only allowed to buy four sets of tires the whole year. You can buy them whenever you want. You can use them whenever you want, but you're only allowed yeah, to buy I mean, four yeah. sets. Okay. Yeah. But at that, that point, same, exactly. Same kind of point, but that would allow you to strategize and pick what races you want to have new tires. And then, yeah, it, that's it. If you use them all up for it, that's, that's on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but but at least then yeah you you only get to buy four sets to four sets of complete tires because then if you want to go in and you want to just go buy two tires let's say you know whatever if you want to go buy two sets you know every other week or or two tires every other week you can do that like you can play you can have more of a strategy and it puts it back into the hands of the drivers to come up with some sort of strategy and their team and their crew versus you dictating what goes on on the racetrack. Yeah. Right. Like that's kind of the fun of it is to try to figure out like as a team, yeah. like how the hell are we going to do this? How do we want to do this? Do we mm-hmm. want to try and blow everybody's doors off for the first four, four races of the year? Or mm-hmm. do we want to kind of spread it out? Or do we want to wait and just try to manage through the first half of the season? And then, you know, for the last four weekends, let's put brand new tires on it every weekend, you know, yep. or, like, yeah. you know, you can designate one set per qualifying one set for heat races all year long and then split up the other three or whatever you have left over to split them up throughout the mains. I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's a great way of, you know, like, like George said, putting in the, into the team's hands instead of saying everybody's on this. Cause then you have people on varying strategies. Like someone could go out their championship night and just absolutely obliterate the field and be like, what the hell? Well, they didn't use those tires all season long. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, and the, the, case may be, the thing is, and I totally get it because I know that I've had a lot of conversations with John's about just getting tires. Right? right. So if you say, if you say that you have to buy them all up front, like I highly doubt he can get enough. Well, so, that, okay, so. so that's where I say, like, if you can just yeah, make throughout, that the year, rule, but you only get, throughout the year, you only get four force complete sets and that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because then that gives him the ability to be able to get them. But that also plays in a factor, too. Like, you know, you might not get the stagger you want. I mean, you know you know what I mean? Like, there's all different factors. But then again, yeah, it, it goes back into the driver's hands to figure out what they want to do. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. I said, there there would be so many different caveats. If you blow one or cut one down in the middle of the race, what do you do? You know, there's been a lot of chatter over here about the takeoffs and the, the widow pile. It could do something, but I think it would be a an interesting uh, strategy. It'd be something different, and and it would I think eliminate the confusion about what night we can run new tires and what night we can't. And then at the same time, it it alleviates that headache that Jim has to announce in the drivers' meeting that it doesn't matter what you're going to ask me, how you're going to ask me, (laughs) it's going to be the same answer. So don't ask me, basically. Mm -hmm. So it takes that him having to say that out of the question as well. Very true. It doesn't put him in a bad mood right from the get go because all of us are bombarding him about tires and what the hell the plan is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I 100% like it would help you. It would help you help you alleviate that whole headache, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, but shoot, you know, in one tire, you you put in that strategy. You're like, we're just going to get, we're going to buy one tire a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Buy a right rear every week. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. By right rear, every whatever. I mean, it, yeah. you could, you could do it put again. Yeah. It puts it back into the driver's hands to come up with some sort of strategy and, and it'd be a fun game to try Yeah. versus, you know, just the three nights and, and, and just the wonder, yeah, if we're, if we're 
going to get tires. Like last year, there was a we had to go five nights because we couldn't get tires. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, earlier in the year, they had a shit ton of them and then they sold them all. And then, yeah. So, yeah. But good, good topic. Well, that was a good yeah. one. That was a good. I like that one. That was a good question. Yeah. I'll still never forget last year, though, when uh, everybody got two tires in the mods. And then all of a sudden, John Widar shows up and says, I got tires left. Anybody wants a third tire? And Kyle Clegg didn't hear that. And all of a sudden, he's like, how are you guys all getting three tires? Oh, you're told we could have a third tire. And he's like dead sprinting down over to the tire shed to grab a third tire. But I'll, oh, never, I'll never forget that. that was well, that was cool. like uh, Chris Cox earlier in the year, remember? Yeah. Didn't know that we were all getting brand new tires and we got all our sitting in the trailer. He's like, I can't get my staggers now and all that. Yeah. <laughs> He's all pissed. Yeah. I felt bad for him, but it was kind of. Guys took all the good tires, goddamn. Yeah, fuckers. <laughs> well, I think it worked out for him anyway. But yeah, 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 I actually think. Definitely... That, I think now that I think about it, that that night he was complaining about it. That next race, I think he won it. So obviously he had, enough, yeah, mean, obviously yeah. he had a good enough. Yeah, obviously he had a good enough tire stagger. Yeah. So, uh, well, we have come to that point in the uh, in the show here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'll go ahead and give us uh, give a little shout out to uh, my uh, my main sponsor for this season, uh, AAA Service Heating, Plumbing, and Electric. Um, some exciting things going on with them. Um, I don't know if I'm technically allowed to say, but they did inform us that they are going to be um, staying on board with Smith family racing for next season. So huge thanks to them. They definitely want to get more involved next season when it comes to uh, things at the racetrack as well. So, but I'm, I've been super happy being able to wear their brand on my, uh, on my chest and on the race car this season. They've been truly a delight and, uh, amazing group of people like through and through everybody there. They're so wonderful. They're, they're polite. They're, they're generous. Their customer service is seconds to none. Like I said, if, uh, if you're looking for a top quality plumbing, heating, electric service company, give them a shout and just let them know that we sent you. Um, and by all means, uh, ask for Carrie Smith cause she'll help you out. So, um, with that being said, uh, as we get down to the end of the season here, like uh, colder, colder weather's coming and it's coming fast. Today. So you sh- yeah, today. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And, and as we start to get into the October months, it can really be hit or miss when it gets down into uh, snow weather. So don't hesitate. On season your, uh, I know, right. I'm excited for it, but uh, don't hesitate on getting your, uh, on your furnace or anything like that checked out. Um be sure to give them a call and they will be out there to help you in a lickety split. So with that being said. Is your toilet always backing up? Got a faucet that's leaking all the time? Call the plumbing pros at AAA Service today to get $50 off any plumbing repair. Scheduling is always easy at AAAToday.com. I know that jingle gets me too. I'm like in the background just dancing. Well, with the agency earlier, I felt like night the rock was like, <laughs> so funny. Oh, but, God. Uh, but yeah, like George said, uh, end of the show tonight. Uh, I know there was a lot we talked about, a lot of drama, a lot of chaos, a lot, a lot of, of champions, champions, a lot of race winning that happened, and um, 
you know, like we said earlier, it was a great show Saturday night, regardless of what happened off the track. Well, slightly on the track and then more off the track. Um, you know, you always want to put a good show for the fans. I know we didn't really have a packed house on Saturday. Um, and I, I don't know about the dirt scene, uh, Brandon, down on Honor Speedway. I don't know what it was like, but um, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if maybe the CU-CSU game kind of had a factor into that. But Oh, uh, I forgot to wear my cowboy hat and sunglasses. Uh, I know. Hey, Brian. Totally screwed that one. Um, but uh, I will say know, when I uh, got out of the cart for the second feature, and yeah, to the crowd, there was like five people. So I was like, hey, thanks for <laughs> Oh God. Uh, I, I do have to say real quick though, Chris Cox took a line that I've been wanting to say, and I'm glad he said it. We're drinking a lot of beer tonight. There we go. Uh, he Del said Jr., that in post race. So I'm glad Mr. Chris Cox, you got to say that. So congratulations, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a lot of good entertainment. Like I said, I'm so thankful cars went home the way they came to the track. Uh, sounds like when we owned a couple incidents in the dirt side of things, but you know, it was a good, good race weekend all in general. So, uh, with that, we have a lot to talk about next week with champions being crowned and we're not going to announce just yet. We're going to announce next week, right? Mm -hmm. Our, our next guest on the third. So we will have a guest on the third. Um, and it's wanted to give ample time to yes. uh, celebrate champions and announce yes. all that and not yes. cut the guest short. So exactly. Made so, an audible here. Made an audible. Yes. But we're going to get a good one on and please be ready for that announcement because it's going to be one hell of a good one. So um, with that, good luck to all the drivers this weekend. Uh, be safe. I know Jace Hansen, they're going, they're already already on their way out to Florida as we speak, if not already there uh, to kind of do a five flags. Yeah, pre mm. pre uh, snowball derby show, uh, awesome. two day show this Friday Saturday, right? Correct. Yeah, so there are the pro late models running and the supers and I think mm -hmm. a couple other things too. Yeah, the, so, the mom but, tours I think out there. Yeah, I don't so. know if they got the mods or anything out there, but yeah, that's what the mom tour is. The mod oh, the mom mayhem. mayhem. Yeah, so they got uh, yeah. so good luck to them. Uh, we did have to throw two shout outs elsewhere too. Uh, I know Nick Cooper wasn't at the races this weekend, but he went out to SRL. I don't know exactly how he finished. I didn't hear it was great, but the fact that he was going out there to the SRL and trying to battle it out for points out there is awesome. It's a long trip. And Holly Clark also was out there this weekend. Brian Sanders. Okay. 10th. Hey, that's still pretty darn good finish. Yeah. I think. Um, so uh, Holly Clark went out there. She ended up finishing fourth. I think she qualified second, rolled the die, and got uh, started on the pole, led a lot of laps. So that's good for her. Um, ended up fourth. Sounded like the car was just loose all weekend and couldn't get it fixed uh, in time, but still fourth, and she's sitting second in points on the SRL modified. So they got one race left on the SRL side of things. So good luck to her and all the other SRL drivers. And anybody else that's kind of coming up, going out of town in the next uh, next coming weeks. So uh, we'll be celebrating my birthday, which is next Tuesday. So make sure you're on the show next Tuesday. Uh, but we're going to go out to the cabin this weekend and uh, relax a little bit. Hopefully see a moose, do some fishing. And uh, George, Greg, and our wives are, uh, and I are going to have a nice little restful weekend. 
rest there and recuperate. Go. So, yeah. Oh, I'm getting drunk. So, I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting fucked up. There you go. Oh, Mr. Uh, Kern in the month. So, all right, there you go. Yes, Kern County. I yeah, I'm looking forward to that oh, one. That's always a good one. I did not see this. Mr. Chris Mueller set track record in a super modified at Highway 92. Congratulations what? to our alumni. Damn, doing big things. Hell that's yeah. badass. That is badass. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, speaking of birthdays, obviously we have the the oh. Justin for that, Mr. Adam Hilton, uh, yes. Kyle. Moore. Celebrated a birthday this uh, yes. past week. Uh, Happy birthday! A lot my of good friend Hayden. September. It's a good birthday to today. Up. Yes, a lot of a lot of September birthdays. So I want to see yeah. him come home with braided hair. Who Adam? Uh, I believe you, you uh, know that's the thing in like Jamaica. They braid your hair. Uh, you know well, what I mean. Krista, from one of the pictures they posted, she does have braided hair. So oh, and he didn't do it. Oh, man. I don't know. Well, it just he, he did have a picture with something on his forehead, and I really would like an explanation. Uh, of yeah, on his forehead. We won't have to, say everybody. It, will have to go look. What you'll that have was, to go but, look uh, at the photo forehead. <laughs> yeah. But yes. Happy birthday out to all the. What do you guys? Uh, what's your? I'm 29. Uh, no, your. Uh, what do you call it? Your. Soterius. Oh, no, I'm a Libra. Libra. I don't even know what that means. I know Gemini's have two different personalities, I was told. So there's. Oh, no, that's scary. I know. I'm apparently. Glad I'm not that. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's what I that's what I have. So multiple personality disorder, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, before I pass to uh, Jord, um, I will say uh, the High Limit Dirt uh, Dirt sprint series the sprint car series that kyle arson brad sweet putting on they still have three events uh next tuesday as well and jake's birthday at lernerville and then they go to bridgeport and then they finish uh august or excuse me october 10th at lincoln park speedway so uh kyle larson's leading the points in that one and it's going to be fun as hell to watch rico abreu is uh in second and we know what he can do in a sprint car so mm -hmm. i'm excited to watch that now that kind of all the local stuff is mm -hmm. dwindling off Obviously, you got the NASCAR stuff, but some uh, big, big dirt stuff uh, still on the docket. So, um, yeah, and um, like Jake said, good luck to the remaining drivers that have a championship to go out and earn. And uh, yeah, we're looking uh, to you know finish out the season number three of the the podcast here strong. Obviously, we've already started talking about next year, and we think we're you're going to like what we have uh, in store. I'm not sure if we'll announce it uh the end of this season or not or keep you guessing all winter long about what we're going to do and what we have up our sleeves but it's going to be fun um and a big surprise but uh yeah that's that's all i all i have want to you know thank just like jake and jordan said everybody on on their crew and uh on my crew as well for a, a great season obviously the first five weeks were rained out so did a lot of uh sitting on our butts and thinking about racing uh, for the first part, but uh, learned a lot and uh, still figuring out 2024 plans for where uh, I'll be racing. Um, maybe a little out of state, some maybe some indoor stuff, but uh, certainly um, as I've been sharing on my personal page, if you, uh, I know uh, Nathan Gaster was kind of looking at it, um, if he's listening, but if you or your, you or your, your, your kids or whomever are looking to get into something that's fun and affordable certainly look at an outlaw cart because they're a blast to drive affordable 
and easy to work on. So uh, keep that in mind if you're looking to, you know, race something next year. And with that, I'll uh, say just appreciate the support and uh, mash that like button, mash that share button if you can. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, I'll pass to Jordan. Alrighty, yeah. Thank you again for everybody for tuning in. Like Brandon said, um, listen to us. Uh, you know, a, a, again, the, we love to talk about a lot of the the highs and the lows that happen at the racetrack every single weekend. But uh, you know, also give our thoughts and and allow you guys to give your thoughts as well. I know that people can get frustrated, and it's frustrating not feeling like you can get listened to. Um, but I know that there are a lot of people that do listen to this show. Let's just put it that way. So your voices do end up getting heard some way, form, or fashion. Um, but we speaking of that, we are up to uh, 3,961 plays on Spotify. So there we go. And, and, and a huge part you, of that. People. We hear you. And, and, and we just love the fact that everybody has um, helped grow this platform for us and and utilize this in a way that hopefully it makes a lot of good and a lot of difference. And, and again, it's an enjoyable uh, Tuesday night for all of you mm -hmm. uh, as much as it is for us. Uh, we love, we love racing. We love talking about racing. We love the ins and outs, the highs and the lows, the, the goods and the bads, all that kind of stuff. Um, so thank you all for, again, for tuning in every single week with us. Uh, we're going to be here through the end of the season. Now that obviously me and this, goofball or not uh run, running um so take you all the way up through the end of the, at least the nascar season like brandon was kind of saying there's definitely a lot of lot going on we got the winchester 400 coming up that we can talk about there's all kinds of stuff that we're going to be talking about here coming up uh so feel free like share subscribe do all the things let everybody know and uh we'll uh we'll be sure to keep it um keep it rolling for you all on a weekly Absolutely. basis. So tune in again next week. We're going to announce uh, who we're going to have as our special guest. And like Jake said, it's going to be a damn good one. So feel free to uh, uh, join us on the 3rd of October. And with that being said, good luck to everybody next weekend at all across the state and be safe and bring them home in one piece championship night. And we'll uh, crush beers. We'll, we'll do so, some stone cold beer drinking. That's right. Yes. So yes. with that being said, we'll celebrate uh, Jake's 29th birthday. <laughs> that damn right. Hell so yeah. with, that, with that being said, everybody, are you keep scrubbing them tires? <laughs> Jeez, you butchered that one. <laughs> oh god! I thought he was going to say something. Okay, I no, thought he was going to say. I was, get, I was getting ready I, to get this. Oh like, Lord, I think we need a mulligan on that one. We, no, we'll work right, on right. that for next one. All right, one, two, three. Keep, keep scrubbing, scrubbing them, tires. them tires. There we go. <laughs> <laughs>